0: This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube.
1: And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, uh, live on your YouTube machine. Uh, How the heck are you? As always, we're presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Great conversation last night with a listener who's like, are the advocates for real? Hell yes, they are for real. When you get hurt at work, your go-to is the advocates. And listen, again, I know everybody tells me, well, my boss is going to take care of me. And they said, everything will be just fine. And if that's the case, the advocates will tell you that as well. Hey, you don't need us. Your boss is doing a great job. Your company's doing a great job. Chances are that's not the case. Let the advocates fight for you so you get what you deserve because you didn't deserve to get hurt at work or be in that car accident. You didn't deserve to have that slip and fall because they didn't put salt on their icy sidewalks. No, no. You do deserve an advocate where you never pay the advocates out of pocket. In fact, you never pay them unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Big show for you as always. It is Giving Tuesday on The Monty Show. We are giving away a $100 Amazon gift card today. Coming up in two and a half hours. All you have to do, sign up for your 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. $10 charitable donation could get you a $100 Amazon gift card. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And I'll just say our perfect track record at, at Triday Trading. People who sign up for the free trial love it. Love it. They always continue. You have no obligation at Tryday Trading. So for a $10 charitable donation, we're going to give you a $100 Amazon gift card. Everybody who signs up, and if you're a member of the show and you sign up, you're in for uh, 10 to 1 entry. So if you're not a member, now would probably be a good time to do it. Uh, so hook it up. Good to see you. Uh, Mike Smith says, National Money versus Mormon Monty. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you mean, Mike. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, obviously, he is referencing the news that we are starting a uh, Utah – Uh, centric Salt Lake City sports talk show on the 5th of February, 9 to really it's going to be 11 noon ish, you know, you know, Monday through Friday right here on YouTube. But today we bring you the very latest on uh, Jim Harbaugh. And it seems like this story is an every single day story with Jimmy. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, as you know, is interviewing for the, the Los Angeles Chargers job. Did so yesterday. The Chargers continue their process. He continues his. And as we also reported on the show, we didn't expect anything to happen quickly. And maybe now we know why. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan continued to negotiate a contract extension for Harbaugh that would make him the highest paid coach in college football with one caveat. Jim Harbaugh is demanding that the University of Michigan give him quote-unquote immunity from punishment from the NCAA for sanctions that are assuredly coming as the NCAA has already let everybody know that punishment's happening. The University of Michigan has been notified of level one and level two violations on the part of Jim Harbaugh and the football program. There is an ongoing sign stealing investigation going on of the Michigan football program. There is an ongoing investigation involving the FBI and the Michigan football program, penalties are coming. And if you believe what the NCAA and pretty much what everybody else is saying, Jim Harbaugh is looking at between an eight and 12 game suspension for this coming season on charges he has admitted to. That's the part of this that I think a lot of Michigan fans don't want to talk about. Jim Harbaugh took a three game rip to start this past season um, as atonement for his COVID era recruiting violations, but Jake, does that mean that the university of Michigan should include immunity in their contract extension for Jim Harbaugh? Well, I'm not even sure
0: that Michigan can truly provide him immunity. I'm not sure that that's even something that Michigan can, can offer Jim. And, and I think it's a difficult spot for Michigan to be in because obviously this guy just won a new national championship and, you know, is really successful for you all of a sudden. And now, you know, he, he's put you in a position where you kind of have to choose, hey, do we want to move on from this guy that's been successful for us uh, and won a national championship? Or do we want to continue to try to find the middle between what he wants and what we want? And is finding that middle still, you know, healthy for our institution considering the NCAA penalties? So it, it's a difficult situation. Should they provide him immunity? I mean, I, I really think that depends who you ask. I mean, I, I don't know who you're going to go out and get, you know, to, to fill the job. Obviously, it's a good job. Obviously, there'd be a lot of people or candidates who'd be interested in the job. So, you know, it's not like you would have a tough time filling it. But I just think if you're the guy that says, hey, like, yeah, we're not going to give Jim what he wants. And because of that, he's going to the NFL with the Chargers, let's say. Uh, and then you don't do a great job of backfilling that, that's probably not going to be a great look for you. So I think it's a difficult position for Michigan to be in. But I do think it's pretty rich that Jim is asking for this. I think it's, it's, you know, it takes a lot of cojones, if you will, to ask for immunity after you did all this. And so my only question for Michigan fan is how can you sit there and be like, yeah, this guy didn't do that? Because I know an innocent guy would ask for this, right? A guy who had nothing to do with, any type of uh, violations in the offseason and during the season would never ask for immunity from NCAA discipline. So that's why I say if you're a Michigan fan and really if you're a Jim Harbaugh supporter, like I I understand that you like the guy. I just think he's putting Michigan in an impossible situation. He's not out for Michigan, the school. He's out for Jim Harbaugh, the head
1: coach, and and that's just as simple as it is uh, for both sides. Yeah, I don't know how this ends positively for Michigan because – what what this means, and I know everybody's been up in arms about the word immunity for the last 12 hours since these reports came out, but I think what immunity means is he wants to make sure he's going to get paid no matter what. He wants to make sure that he will not get terminated no matter what. Like Jim Harbaugh wants a fully guaranteed no-cut contract from the University of Michigan, and he wants to be insulated from his actions. And I think that is a very precarious perch for the University of Michigan to operate on because I I think we've heard and sources have told us that the staff at Michigan is growing ever irritable with Jim Harbaugh and the football department. And then you lop on top of that, Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball and the issues he's had. I think there is some frustration inside the walls at Michigan with the, the athletic department. And now Jim Harbaugh wants to be held blameless for what are very clear serious NCAA violations and I think there are people inside that that academia at Michigan who don't want anything to do with that. And I got to tell you I I agree with that. I wonder how the the NCAA would view this as well cuz uh, a guy I talk to regularly about college football made a very good point. If Michigan holds Jim Harbaugh harmless, does the NCAA double down on its penalties to Michigan? And man, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think if you are the NCAA and, and you have a situation where the University of Michigan has essentially told Jim Harbaugh, oh, you've done nothing wrong here, sir. We're not going to penalize you. We're going to pay you. And in our eyes, you're not going to be suspended. You've done nothing wrong. Oh, man, I think the NCAA will take more scholarships, will limit more recruiting visits. I, I think you are, if you are Michigan, you're avoiding major penalties if Jim Harbaugh takes a Charger job. If that job, as we are reporting, has been offered to, and he has not yet taken it, if Harbaugh takes the Charger job, I believe that Michigan is going to avoid significantly heavier penalties without Jim Harbaugh as their head coach. And I think they would be wise to hire Sharon Moore. I think it's the only way you keep any recruits that you have because, as we've talked about, you go look at the the NFL draft entries and the portal at Michigan, it is an avalanche of Jim Harbaugh guys that are in the portal and are headed to the NFL draft, things are changing in Ann Arbor. I I just if you're Michigan, I think you are asking for significant trouble if you give this guy a no-cut guaranteed contract.
0: Absolutely, and I think that point about Sharon Moore is a good one. I I wonder how you know the NCAA would would view Sharon Moore.
1: You know, is is
0: it a thing where if it's like, hey, if if Harbaugh has gone, then his staff isn't going to you know wear the punishment? I, I'm just asking if that's You know, if we think that's how, you know, the NCAA would view that, or is it a thing where the NCAA is like, no, you were his assistant head coach. Like you were well aware, you know, we're still levying the discipline against the program. I I don't know how Mm -hmm. they look at it, but I just think from, from Michigan's point of view, if I'm out here looking at the landscape, like, okay, option A is keep Jim on a no cut contract. Option B would to let Jim go to the NFL uh, and then to your point, you know, hire strong Moore as a head coach and keep most of the staff and hopefully keep most of our recruits. And
1: I also think Minter would go with Jim Harbaugh to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. as his defensive coordinator. So I think Sharon Moore would have a chance to augment that staff with some of his guys, but a Sharon Moore is a no brainer. I mean, it is, he is a no brainer. He's a guy that led this squad. He's a guy that's well respected in the locker room. Like, I, I don't know that you could have a better choice than Sharone Moore.
0: No, I think the only question in terms of Sharone Moore for Michigan is just how it affects the penalty. I mean, uh, again, if if Jim leaves, and then let's say everybody leaves with him, and it's just kind of a clean house, you know, restart the computer type thing with the program. Yeah. Then I think your discipline's pretty light. I think the NCAA is not going to be like, oh yeah, well. Hey, the chancellor knew about sign stealer guy or the chancellor knew what Jim was doing in the dark sign stealer guy, right? Like I don't think the NCA is going to be like, yeah, Hey, everybody's gone. We're still going to do like, I, you may get a light penalty at that point, but that's why I say, that's, what's tough about, you know, the Sharon Moore situation is that, yeah, he's totally capable and he's a great fit for the position. Probably the best fit for the position, but how does that impact, you know, you moving forward? And by the way, if the NCAA said, hey, okay, if Jim leaves and Minter leaves and Shro Moore is your new head coach and he retains, let's say, half of that current staff and then replaces, you know, the other half, then we'll give you X for discipline and that discipline will pan out over a year. Yeah,
1: I think that's a great point. Are,
0: is Michigan okay with that? That's what I'm saying. You're looking at option A, option B, option, you know, 2.0 B, and then C is just restart the entire
1: program. And again, I think the the biggest question is how does this penalty go up or down based on Jim Harbaugh or not Jim Harbaugh? Because I honestly, I think that is realistic. I think there is absolute disrespect being felt like the Committee on Infractions, and if you don't know the story, um, sourcing and really the punishment and the statement by the Committee on Infractions confirms, Jim Harbaugh in no way, shape, or form committed uh, to the investigation, cooperated with it, and then when he did sit for questioning, they felt like he was being dishonest and evasive, which is a the level one violation that he is charged with. And again, everybody was saying, well, he's already been punished. He hasn't been punished for that. They just got the notice of allegations on that. Remember, it was essentially described as a plea deal with Jim Harbaugh and the committee on infractions. And we were told this past summer that they were taking nothing less than a six game suspension at the committee on infractions. Mm -hmm. And they plead it, pled it down to four games. The committee on infractions laughed at that and said, we'll handle this next summer. And then Jim Harbaugh agreed to suspend himself for three games to mitigate the punishment. So he's admitted to those level one and level two violations during the COVID dark period. So that's just one that he's admitted to. And I go back to sign stealer guy, um, who Connor Stallions is back on Instagram. Sign stealer guy. Yeah. Not hard to find either.
0: Everything's passed over. I wonder if he's going to be on the chargers.
1: Not hard to find either. Not hard to find on Instagram. I want the best people. Would you be surprised if, If no, if Jimmy,
0: he's quote unquote, an analyst.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, But you remember that during the sign stealer guy stuff, Michigan, when it was notified of the penalty against Jim Harbaugh from the big 10, Michigan said, this is unfair. We're going to court. Michigan fans said, this is unfair. Go to court. Do you know what that's like these days? The NCAA has to rule. And then remember what happened on the show. Our unbelievable sources told us, we had it first, and it was confirmed by everybody, including Pete Thamel, um, that the NCAA, the Big Ten in Michigan had all been talking. And the NCAA has all the evidence and they were providing the Big Ten with evidence who was then providing it to Michigan. And even still, you went to court filed for a temporary restraining order with a judge who, again, played football at Michigan, is a Michigan law alum, and now is on the bench in Michigan. You were going to court. You were going to fight this suspension. This injustice will not stand. It will not stand. Stay hard. Until it did when you withdrew the temporary restraining order two hours before the hearing. Oh. well, Hey, Monty, why do you think they did that? Well, listen, as the guy that what did Big Daddy Magic say today? The 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 big guy with the big gun? Big Daddy Magic, the heavy set one with the big gun, with the sweet tongue. What did the heavy set one with the big guns tell you? I don't know why I went there. But the point is, the NCAA dropped a ton of new evidence on the Big Ten who gave it to Michigan, who promptly withdrew their their notice for a temporary restraining order. Mm. They're admitting that, and, and again, on the record, here we are, what is it, January 16th, fully three months after the allegations became public, Michigan has never, not one time, denied the allegations of sign stealing. Fired Connor Stallions for it. Fired staff for it. Have never denied it. Never. So if we know all of that, and then there's the Matt Weiss FBI investigation.
0: That nobody knows anything about, in my opinion.
1: I, again, ask, in Michigan fans seems to always find their way into the comments. And I, I, listen, I don't check the parole logs in Detroit, but apparently all the Michigan fans get out right along. You know. What I, what I, what right. Because right. they're all corrections officers and public servants. Right. You know. <laughs> I would like to apologize um, to absolutely no one. Um, but Michigan, the degenerate Michigan fan always tends to find their way into the comment section. Like, bro, look, you're the rotund one with the big guns. That doesn't <laughs> mean you have sources. <laughs> Dude, you might have a sweet tongue, but you don't have sources. Yeah, Daddy magic, the heavy one with the big gun
0: with the sweet
1: tongue. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> Oh, Michigan fan always comes in here and they're like, yeah, yeah, trust me, bro. Hey man, who are your sources? Trust me, bro. That's who is my source. <laughs> and it it's just hysterical to me that you can't have you, you can't have an honest conversation about Jim Harbaugh with Michigan fan. And the question I would like to answer, answered, why are you fighting for this guy so much? He's not going. My my guess, based on the people I speak to, he's getting at least an eight game rip for this, and they'll give him relief because he served three games at the beginning of last year. I think he gets eight games, minimum, to start this season, and that's minimum. He will lose scholarships. Um, He will lose recruiting visits on campus. He will lose recruiting visits off campus he will lose the ability to have kids at football games he will and again probably the biggest thing is he will lose scholarships he will face a he will probably face at least half a dozen scholarship reduction and and i'm saying that it's probably going to be a minimum of 3 years of probation and each year you lose two scholarships and that's if we're being kind
0: this is the list for two level two violations at Florida state.
1: Just want to point this out. Why do this right?
0: Just, I'm just want to point this out
1: two years. I would like to apologize on behalf of two holes for him bringing this up because Twitter, uh, honest to God, I do believe the fire department was called because Twitter was on fire. When I referenced Michigan fans sweating over the Florida state violations, two years of probation, a two year
0: show cause order. A restriction from off-campus recruiting during fall 2023. So that's one year. A three-year disassociation from the booster. A one-year disassociation from the collective. A $5,000 fine plus 1% of the football budget. A 5% reduction in football scholarships over the two-year probation period. A reduction in official paid visits in the football program. In the 23-24 academic year, like a reduction and, and in recruiting communications.
1: I was also told the other thing that they can reduce is staff, like G8, grad assistants. And, the, and this is for a, a booster collective NIL violation. The FBI wasn't involved in that one.
0: Right. During the meeting, the booster encouraged the prospect to enroll at Florida State and offered him an NIL opportunity with the collective worth approximately fifteen thousand dollars a month during his first year at school.
1: This is yeah. what I mean, man. I, I'm just saying. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. And don't forget the show cause they strapped on the coach. Yeah, who's dude. Still employed. He took what a two-game suspension or a three-game suspension. And they dropped a show cause on him. And he still works there. Still works there. Including a
0: suspension from the next three regular season games. A two-week restriction on recruiting communication and required attendance at an NCAA regional rules
1: seminar. Good luck. And that, so. So just saying. I think that Michigan is in real trouble no matter what. But if I am Michigan, I'm not fighting for this cat. I am not fighting for this cat. I, I truly, I am not. I will not. If you are a Michigan man, you deserve better than this. And I continue to say that all the faux Michigan fans who are just now coming on, oh, go blue! Look at my natty t-shirt, bro. See, hey, check yourself. That's cool. And I, cause there's a lot of that, I think. There is a lot of that. So what do you guys think? What do you think will happen here on Giving Tuesday on the Monty Show? Um, let's get that going, sign up, trydaytradingcom slash Monty, uh, sign up for their 30 day trial membership. No obligation at the end of it. You pay $10, which is a charitable donation. They're going to give that to their charity of choice for January. You'll get their entire, um, coaching package. So you get high level coaching access to their proprietary software and you are day trading immediately in simulators. And they're teaching you how to do it. Hey, here's how you use the indicators. You get the entire program for 30 days. Everybody who joins between now and uh, what is it? 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. um, You'll be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card today. Because we're going to give it away at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. And all you have to do is take a screenshot you signed up. Tag Jake on Twitter or Instagram. SLC Jake, SLC Jake, you sign up for Tri-Day Trading. We'll put you in the pool. If you're a member of the show, you will get 10 to 1 entries, such as in like Charlie Sinclair, who became a member of the members-only contest. Let's go, baby. And if you are a members-only member, you get 25 to 1 entries in every contest. Let's go. So hook it up. Uh, Yahoo reporting Harbaugh is still in LA today. That may be true. Um, but I can tell you that I don't, my guess is you will not hear anything. I think Thursday is, is if you don't hear something by close of business Thursday, I don't think he's the chargers head coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. There's, you don't hire Don Yee. Don Yee is Jim Harbaugh's NFL agent. Yeah. Him and a guy named Jimmy Sexton are the two most powerful coaching agents in all of football. You do not hire Don Yee if you're not going to take an NFL job because Don does not work for free. And my guess is that Jim is, and I will say the same thing that I've been told repeatedly. I was told it again yesterday. It's simply a formatics episode at this point. Jim Harbaugh. Had an interview yesterday with the Chargers that lasted nine hours. They did not talk football. They talked about Justin Herbert, and they they talked about structure. One, I, I was able to confirm one of the things that Jim Harbaugh wants is complete control of the offensive roster. He wants control, in, which essentially means final say on every offensive player. He values quarterbacks, offensive line, and skill positions, as every offensive guru does. And... I think that's critically important. I think Jim wants control of his staff because he wants to bring Minter with him from Michigan. Uh, and I think he would like input on the general manager. I don't think that he wants to be the general manager. I think he wants input on who that GM is going to be. And I, again, will say, I think it's incredibly awkward you're hiring a head coach before your GM. Mm-hmm. Because at least give it the, the visual aid that Jim Harbaugh doesn't run the whole damn thing. Because if you hire... If you hire the dad bod God before your GM, khaki boy is going to run the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's what the players are going to say. And that's exactly what happened in San Francisco. And again, I simply point out that ended in a disaster. And a certain person on this show yesterday, who's not me, and and I don't know who else that would be, um, a certain person on this show yesterday Tried to make the argument that Jim Harbaugh was not successful in the NFL.
0: I know. He went to one Super Bowl, two NFC championships.
1: Three, uh, three NFC championships.
0: Okay, three NFC championships. Great. He's the pinnacle of success. What'd that get you? Not what a Super Bowl you? title.
1: And Jim did not. And again, the reason that I think Jim is dangerous, and what I say about Jim Harbaugh every time we talk about him. It's not what he does while he's there because he's going to grind his face off and his players and they're going to hate him by year three. But they'll play hard for him. And when he leaves, he will he will just throw a, a lighter over the shoulder like he's at Tyreek Hill's house. Okay. And that was at least a little reset. There's no, not even a laugh. Nope. Not a giggle. Nope. Anyway, he's going to burn that thing to the ground before he leaves. And he has done that. You look at what he's doing at Michigan. At least he won a natty there. But he, there, he's going to leave that thing in shambles. You look what he did in San Francisco, left that thing in shambles. That's who he is. And you just understand it. So, just understand it. So when I'm talking about what's
0: success, my opinion is it's not a fact. My opinion is success is not, hey, we did everything except the only thing we're playing for and then we left the 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 franchise and it's really not quite ever been the same since Kyle Shanahan showed up and then Kyle Shanahan turned it around and now we're here today so so that's what i'm saying like i saw all your comments i don't know what i'm talking about i lose all credibility i'm terrible this show sucks like i saw it all i saw it all <laughs> And that's fine. You guys can this say all that. This show sucks. Yeah, I mean, you guys can say all that, but the reality is is there's no getting away from it.
1: The only thing that makes his BS worth it is a Super Bowl. Listen, I think Jim Harbaugh is a hell of a head coach. I think Jimmy is a guy. He's just – he he is – he's that guy that's constantly in conflict with himself. That's what it
0: is. Let me ask you this, Charger fan. What happens if they hire Jim Harbaugh and everything's amazing, right? He gets everything he wants. He's super happy. Everything's kosher. And then three years down the road, you are not able to win the AFC. And Herbert leaves your organization along with Harbaugh. Then what will we say? Okay, that's the negative side. The positive side would be you sign him. Everything's great. You go win a Super Bowl. He's the hero you definitely don't deserve but the one you got. Everything's great. Yeah. So, what? How much of a gamble you want to take on, dude? I understand it from Charger fans' perspective. What do you
1: have to lose? What do you have to lose? You're talking about the Spanos family, bro. You know what you have to lose, Justin Herbert. Wow. And I think it is it is very difficult to find a quarterback the caliber of Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And I I lovingly call Justin Hey Bear. Uh, the sex machine, because he's everything you want in Los Angeles. Big, tall, strapping abs, blonde hair, and he's got a, a turbocharger for an arm. Like, the guy just, is everything you want. And if you look at what happened in San Francisco, he alienated Alex Smith so that he could insert Colin Kaepernick, which I think was probably the right move. It just was handled poorly. And Colin, I think, just wasn't ready at the time. If Alex Smith is your quarterback, the 49ers win the Super Bowl because he's making that throw to crab on the goal line, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't. And Jim Harbaugh had no oversight there. That was his decision and his alone. And he's asking for that exact same privilege in Los Angeles. So let's see what happens. Let's get your comments in here on the Monty show hero 75. Can the NCAA put a multi-year death penalty on a coach? Um, I don't, they don't do death penalties per se, but I mean, the, the essentially what they would do if Jim Harbaugh stayed at Michigan, he, I think, again, I've heard that he would get an eight game suspension is likely, um, he would have a five-year show cause. So when he leaves Michigan, um, the clock would start ticking on that. Um, you would also have a situation where you would have significant scholarship reductions, uh, over multiple seasons, you would have, again, recruiting write downs, visits on campus limited, uh, coaching staff limitations, offseason program limitations, everything they can do to restrict your ability to grow and develop your co- your talent and win games. And that's why I just ask, why is Michigan fighting so hard for this? You, you're, And not even just to bring the guy back. You want to make him the highest paid coach in the history of the Big Ten and currently in college football. You want to pay Jim Harbaugh more than you are paying Kirby Smart.
0: But is that the prerequisite to even start a conversation with Jim based on the penalty they're getting?
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, I would not be surprised by that at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I I just, yeah. I would not. Sean Rollins, uh, who told an odd story in the members-only group today, Sean Rollins came out to his vehicle this morning to go to work and there was lipstick smeared all over the window um sean what have you been doing sir what's her name sean just you know just, just come clean now come clean now man what's her name Big daddy magic right come clean now you might as well just just uh, sean just own it we all make mistakes right i mean listen you broke her heart what did you think she was just gonna walk away I have no idea if Sean is married and has kids. I hope, and if, you know. Uh, I, this is your beloved. Y- you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, let's get the comment section going with uh, Blue Raz. Your 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 demands are my wishes right here on the Monty Show. Blue Raz it is. Buckshot, buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Well, that was on your lips. I was it? ready, dude. You I were teasing ready. people. Yeah. Uh, if you're ready, I'm ready. Cheers, my friends. Oh yeah, I love it. It's smooth. It tastes good. It goes down easy. Um, I love Blue Raz. I'm a watermelon fan as well, but I'm on a Blue Blue Raz run right now. Uh, not only do I have two cases in my fridge, I have another case in my car. That's right, T. It's the stuff of legends. And what if you don't know Buckshot? Here's what it is. It is essentially a headache cure. It is a focus cure. It is one of those things that amounts to a bunch of brain food with naturally sourced caffeine. And I hear this all the time. There's no difference in caffeine, bro. There is green tea leaf extract. That's what's in here. And I also hear a lot. Well, Monty, how do you know what's in those things? You can't read the label. It's too damn small. Sure I can. <laughs> you want to read the label? Let's read the label, bro. I'm here for it. All right there, it is. Right there. Um, you get. One shot, two ounces. And look at that, natural caffeine from green tea leaf extract. But you also get tryptophan. You also get alpha-size-alpha-GPC, which is all brain food. That's all this is. Vitamin B12, if you're not taking B12 every day, you're not living life right. Magnesium, every man needs magnesium. Uh, Riboflavin, it's all brain food, my friends. And if you look at that, it's a powerful package. And what this does is it gives you a mental lift. Note what I didn't say, sugar. Note what I didn't say, 8,000 milligrams of caffeine. There's no spike, right? There's no chemicals. There's no fake stuff. Great ingredients, elite ingredients that make an elite product does exactly what it says it's gonna do. You got that meeting, you got a long drive home. Maybe the weather's bad. Maybe your side piece smeared lipstick all over your windows and you need (laughs) some patience. Pound a buckshot, blue Raz, according to the expert, right? So I don't know if that happened or not. The point is, the point is, hit the buckshot, get six of them free right now in the description right here on our YouTube channel, The Monty Show. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitter, hello to you. Get into our YouTube channel and get the six free buckshots from Bucked Up. If you're listening on Spotify, what's up with you? Appreciate you listening to the show. Get to our YouTube channel, The Monty Show. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell and then get your free buckshots from buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty program. Uh, Maury Alvarez, Buckshot is Monty's performance-enhancing drug. Oh, that's not even in question. That is not even in question, dude. Absolutely, it is. No doubt about it. I've never taken steroids. I ever, ever, ever. cane and B twelve is what I'm saying. Um, Sean Rollins has a sense of humor, thankfully. <laughs> You know, uh, Adam Monks, what's up, my guy? What's going on in the GC, Adam Monks from St. George? Yum. Let's go. Let's go. Yummy, exactly yummy. Right. Uh, Yummy, yummy, yummy. Uh, Keaton Critchlow, Jake sifted through all that. Yeah, yes, I did. did, bro.
0: I did. I sifted through
1: all that. I read all of them. There was probably 40 of them.
0: I read them all. I see you guys hating. Came I got right. you.
1: Damn right. Doc Rob, uh, Doc Rob says pounding something. Hey, now. I wasn't going to say anything about that, but, you hey, know. Hey now. Uh, I think I've hit it every time. I think I've hit it every time. Uh, OG Gary, if you can't spell his name, then you lose credibility. Excuse me. Gobert. You
0: lose all credibility, not just credibility.
1: <laughs> I, I think Tanner Plummer put that video in the group or something. I misspelled Rudy Gobert one time. And fans are like, you can't even spell his name, bro. You lose all credibility. <laughs> How How's he looking in that jazz uniform? Oh, that's right. He got traded just like we said. And he's he still on the Dennis Lindsay deal. Steve Stepanik. since Notre Dame is an independent football and all other sports are in the ACC, can the Big 12 get other basketball teams from the Big 10 and the SEC to join the Big 12? Notre I, Dame, our mother. I don't know that any are related, but I would not be looking for, you know, I would not be looking for no. a lot of that. Uh, Boston Mapes, how are we? How were the four coaches in San Francisco prior to Jim and the two before Kyle Shanahan? But his last year was a trash fire and may have contributed uh, to Willis retiring early. Oh, there's no doubt. You look Jim Tom Sulo took over for Jim Harbaugh, and it was a disaster. That locker room st- with Jim Harbaugh's last 18 months as coach in San Francisco. I was there. I can tell you firsthand that team did not enjoy reporting for work every day. And you look at the talent that they had on that team, the personalities, that Alex Smith decision was not talked about with captains. It was not communicated correctly. It just was not well handled, not well handled at all. And I think it's a, I think it It was a real, real problem. OG Gary. Yes, you do lose credibility because you can't spell his name correctly. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Ferris Khan, three NFC championship games in a Super Bowl is huge accomplishment. Okay. First of all, is Jim Harbaugh, was Jim Harbaugh a successful head coach in San Francisco? Yeah. By NFL standards, he's successful. Sure. I, and again, I want to make this clear, and I don't mean to keep telling you who I am. I covered him in San Francisco at the great KGO KMBR 680, the sports leader. Um, he was. He he won games. He was hated in that locker room. I do I say that he was not successful because he alienated players, and that was a good group of players. Like when you, when you look at the linebackers they had, when you look at the the offensive line there, you look at Alex Smith there and the respect that he had. It you you had a group of dudes that should have won the super bowl but because of their coach and I this is the thing that I I always try to point out to Michigan homer and I believe Ferris Khan is he he had a far better team than New Orleans not close they were a better team than New Orleans and they were a better team that like they I'm trying to think of if I if I go back like Baltimore who they played in the super bowl he w- They were a better team than the Baltimore Ravens. They were better. And yet they didn't win that game because he made bad decisions with personnel. He alienated leadership. And those guys were not excited to show up at six in the morning. They And, and one of the routine things you hear is that the meetings were short. Practices were unenjoyable. You had a lot of guys that were not engaged in practice. And I think ultimately, if you look at Jim's resume, sure, you go to NFC championship games, you go to the Super Bowl, win or lose, I think you're successful. But you look at what's going on with Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. It's the exact same thing. And why is it the exact same thing? He's a weird dude. So is Jim Harbaugh. He alienates certain players. So does Jim Harbaugh. So what happened? Jim Harbaugh the thing melts down because he doesn't get along with his GM. He doesn't get along with ownership. It's my way or the highway. And you hadn't won anything. The, the, the situations are remarkably similar, remarkably similar. And my question is, if you bring Jim Harbaugh to the chargers, has he changed? Because based on what we saw at Michigan, he still treats players the same way. And you can, I say this all the time as well. You can get a bunch of college players to bow down at your altar. NFL guys don't do altars when they make far more money than you and they can go to the owner and get you fired. And the Spanoses are notorious for being players owners. So if Jim Harbaugh goes in there and he wants to run his his meetings with a jackhammer instead of a feather because you you look at you look at the teams that treat their guys well they they and they win, there are very few exceptions. Bill Belichick is one of the exceptions. Bill Belichick's never going to put his arms around you and say, it's okay, buddy. Next, next season, we'll make that throw.
2: Yeah, we're not making any changes.
1: He's the exception, but why was he an exception? Because he had a GOAT at quarterback and leadership was unquestioned. That's the situation with Jim Harbaugh. Do you have leaders in in Los Angeles that can carry that locker room? And I'm telling you, I don't think you do. So that's why I struggle.
0: That's why I struggle.
1: Yes. Yes. By win-loss record,
0: he's very successful. By, you know, NFC championships and accolades in NFL terms, yes, he's very successful. Yes. And this is what I would say. This is my opinion. Michigan fan, do you feel better? Yes, your Jesus Christ is successful. You got cool t-shirts and hats. He's successful. Awesome. Feel better. But three years from now, if he flames, to your point, right, because I think it's a great point about the Spanos family, totally have a reputation.
1: If he flames, is that really success? Was the national championship that you earned, because you earned it on the field, was that worth what's about to fall on top of you in Ann Arbor? That's going to be the question. And the real litmus test will be how many of you cowards won't show up to the big house to watch football games on a team that has no chance of winning. Because I believe that's what's coming. They're going to limit you. They're going to limit you. Mm -hmm. There's just no way, no, no way about it. They're going to limit you. Uh, Steve, I don't know what your, your stay hard over this is. I just asked the big 12 conference in an email if they could legally get teams from the sec and the big 10. Great. Why, why are like, why would you email the big 12? Like, and why would you email them that question? Hey, Hey man, uh, listen, bro. Hey Brett, I'm just curious. Hey, do, do you think they're going to give you inside information? Yeah. Hey, well, you know, it's funny, Steve from the Monty program. <laughs> Funny ass, dude. We've been talking to Michigan about coming over to the Big 12 and Alabama's coming too. Do you really? Yeah, hey, why do you care? Why is this even a relevant thing? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't really understand what you're saying. I don't get it. I don't. Big blue horses. He left when things began to slide, burned every bridge he had, and the league could uh caught into his outdated scheme. He, that's the question that I think everybody has about Jim Harbaugh, the way he won at Michigan. You cannot win that way in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You you cannot. And again, I'll go back to Nick Sirianni in in Philadelphia, terrible coaching, terrible offensive schematics, terrible play calling. Mrs. Monty and I were sitting on the couch watching the, the game last night and we're sitting there watching Tampa just come for Jalen Hurts. No change in schematics. No change in play calling. Continuing to run into zero blitzes, which I don't understand. Continuing to throw, throw Hail Marys when the the like it, it's remarkable how bad the play calling and, and schematics in Philadelphia were the last four weeks. Yeah. And it came to a head last night because Tampa was not surprised by anything they did. And really, you didn't need to be surprised because you you were not fooled. There was no scheme or disguise. I think that's a that's a a big, big deal. Wasikowski, how are you? Uh, Lions' chance of going to the Super Bowl after the Bucks winning last night. Um I would say their chance got no better or no worse. And Lions fan, I saw you on my Twitter feed last night saying that your road got much easier. I I A, had, did you watch their defense? Because Philadelphia, in my opinion, has a better offense than you have a defense. Now, your coaching and offensive execution is better. And I think right now Jared Goff is a more able quarterback than Jalen Hurts is. But if you think that Baker Mayfield just going to lay down for you, <laughs> and his offensive line is significantly better than any offensive line you've probably seen in the last month, Because the offensive line the Rams ran out there was not good. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line, I think, has done a very good job for Baker Mayfield. And I think Baker Mayfield has avoided those terrible mistakes. Now, can he continue to do that? We'll see. But he's got wide receivers that can actually operate. And the funny thing about about the Bucs and the Lions is... I think that as good as the Lions are, I think their defense is overvalued. I think their defense is overvalued. They're great up front. I don't love the way they cover. I don't love their their, their schemes in the secondary. I really don't. And I'm curious to see how how all of this plays out because if you are not going to tackle and imagine, imagine the poor tackling that we saw with Puka Nakua. And I love Puka, mm-hmm. but he should not have had any of those big plays. That was just poor execution defensively on the outside. It, you're not going to be able to do that against the Bucks because their whole game is execution and getting outside the the hash marks to make you make tackles. That's their whole game. Big, fast, wide receivers that are better than you in the air and I, I, so it's going to be interesting to see how this lines up. But I saw this all over Twitter last night. Like people tweeting at me, telling me how much I hate Harbaugh and the Lions. I don't hate Dan Campbell. I actually have a lot of respect for what they've done.
0: Nice story. Yeah. I just don't think you should sell the Bucks short. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you're a team that's got Baker, a quarterback, you don't have, you don't have, you know, a Lambo at quarterback. You don't have you prime don't. Jalen Hurts or prime patty or what like you got to make plays outside so what i said yesterday like it's a it's a make or make make or miss league in the sense that your guys either gonna beat his man or not and that's gonna decide the game as long as baker doesn't turn it over the bucks have a pretty good shot but again you guys are playing well too so i just wouldn't
1: sell them short yeah i would agree with that sean rollins says hit the like button yes please do uh, we are at 1,100 views and only 55 likes. Please hit the like button if you have not. That really helps the channel grow. Uh, Victor Roca, SC Trojans. I think you got very lucky. I think there's the way. I think you got very lucky that the Bears did not fire the floose. Uh, Is it a good idea to sign Jim as a Raider coach? I mean, it's. I, I think it's more acceptable because I think Mark Davis is a guy that likes the marquee. I think he's a guy who... Again, I just go back to John Gruden. He hired John Gruden. And I think that's a Mark Davis type hire. Jim Harbaugh is a Mark Davis type hire. I don't I I would be surprised if Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with multiple teams. Are we clear on that? I think he's got an offer from the Chargers. And I think it is simply a matter of 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 waiting out. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily I don't think he's dead set on leaving Michigan. But he's not going to go back without certain assurances. And today, if you if you didn't see it, Dan Wetzel at Yahoo Sports is reporting that um, he, Jim Harbaugh is essentially asking for immunity. And he doesn't want to be terminated or lose money to NCAA sanctions that are coming as a result of his actions. And Michigan, by some accounts, has been reticent to give him that. And I wouldn't disagree with that because he, if he's your head coach, you're going to be crippled. So I think Jim is playing that side of the fence. And I think he is playing the Spanos side of the fence. And if he gets, I think it is simply a matter of, will they give him roster control and will they pay him $12 million? And if they do that, I think he'll be the next head coach of the chargers. I do not see him interviewing for five different jobs. Yeah. I just don't. That's not why you hire Don Yee. You hire Dany because you targeted the Charger job. That's why you hired Dany. So, yeah. I I think that that much is very clear, and it'll be very interesting to see. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this Harbaugh thing plays out. I think it is one of the more fascinating situations. Adam Monks. That's why when you compare the two dollars. The way they lost compared to how bad they played last night. Well, yeah, I yeah, I think that's gonna it I I would fire Nick Sirianni. I will you cannot you cannot look at the fundamental breakdowns in coaching and coaching effectiveness that we saw the last what since probably six weeks. Cause the Eagles haven't been the same for some time. Yeah, it's been a while. And I think it is a it is a failure of leadership from the coaching staff to the locker room. And you just look at the lack of ingenuity and creativity in that offense last night. I don't know what else you need to see. I don't know what else you need to see. It's going to be tough to replace him. But the fact of the matter is there are guys out there that are more qualified than Nick Sirianni. And his name is Bill Belichick. And if you can get Bill Belichick to be your head coach, is there even a discussion to be had? If Jim Harbaugh said, "You know what, Don? Go ahead and call the Eagles," and Jim Harbaugh said he wants to be your head coach, okay, you're probably making that move on Sirianni. But until you get until you get a better candidate to be your head coach, I don't know that you can fire Sirianni. You
0: should. Yeah, you weren't really the same team since Week 12. After Week 12, the 49er loss, 42 to 19, you weren't the same team. You
1: yeah, I would agree with that. One
0: win in your last what is this, uh, six games against the Giants? You just weren't the same team.
1: I, I don't know how you describe this kind of fall off. It, I think it's a couple of things. I, I, I've i seen all, all, all night, oh, the Eagles ran out of gas. They didn't run out of gas. Fuck, man, it's January 16th. Who's got gas in the tank? Who? There's injuries all over the NFL this time of year. I think you look at you look at what they ran out of. They ran out of want to. They ran out of want to. They ran out of belief. That's what they they ran. They're they're the non believers in Sirianni in that locker room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And and I think that's what you ran out of. Unbelievers, And it's why you're not in the division division realm. You know, and you, you you have to look at the Packers. Uh, the Packers are gonna go and get their ass kicked in San Francisco. Have to believe it. Um, You look at the Bucs and the Lions. I mean, there's a reason the Lions are not favored by a touchdown at home. And you look at the other games, uh, Baltimore is favored by nine. Uh, San Francisco is favored by 10. Why are the two teams on Sunday not favored by a touchdown? Because there's not belief in them. You look at Buffalo and my guy Big Daddy Magic today. You know, hit, hitting me on the DMs with with the with the incredible, incredible video today, mm-hmm. where he's talking about my non-believerishness in, in in his guy Josh Allen,
2: Monty Buffalo Bills all day every day. You're the to- toast of
0: the toast when it comes to. Sports talk, you're the GOAT. But you need to put respect on Josh Allen's name. The greatest show on two legs in the NFL. This is your beloved. Goodwill ambassador. Big Daddy Magic. The heavy set one with the big gun. With the sweet tongue.
1: (laughs) Big Daddy Magic. It's cold. It's absolutely gold. This is your beloved. That's my guy, the Monty Show ambassador. The heavy set one with the big gun with the sweet Sweet tongue. But I'm telling you, I understand that that Patty Ice and his brother Jackson haven't played a road game in the playoffs. (laughs) I get it. His annoying wife has not been on the road in the playoffs. I get it. I'd also remind you that uh, they've won the Super Bowl. Do they play those in Kansas City? Hey, is Andy Reid successful in Kansas City? Actually, I, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb here and say they play the Super Bowl in a neutral site. And they do fine. And everybody's like, well, they haven't been to Buffalo. Well, actually, they have because it's colder in Kansas City than it was in Buffalo. The road is not going to determine the win here. Josh Allen, who unhappily for somebody on this show (coughs) did not throw an interception. Notice he doesn't turn the ball over. And what happened? They won the game. They won the game, but, but he turns the ball over and what happens? Mm. They don't win the game. And he's going to face an enormity of pressure that I don't know that he's ready to face. Because Kansas City schematically is very, very good defensively. Is it possible that they could ride the D? They can. They can ride the D. And they're going to pressure the quarterback. And Josh Allen's going to feel the heat. And my question is, will he execute? That's If he executes, Big Daddy Magic is going to have a very good day this
2: weekend.
1: hmm Big Daddy Magic, the heavy set one with the big gun with the sweet tongue. If Josh Allen doesn't execute, I got news for you they're not going, the Big Daddy Magic's going to struggle. Over. Right? I mean, he they're going to struggle because he is a guy that Josh Allen, when he struggles, what happens? Turns the football over. Turns and the does football it a lot. over. And often. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how all this plays out. I'm not saying Josh Allen's a bad quarterback. I'm telling you that the Bills are going to have to execute at a very high level that's what i'm telling you and the fact that that bills game is two and a half in favor of the bills means that it's a it's a toss up um i i personally like the lions at home i think that building was lit and i think there's a real good chance the lions go to the nfc championship game where i think that they will they will play the 49ers cuz that defense and and love is showing you that he is a legit nfl quarterback He's not ready for what San Francisco's about to put put down on them. No. Because you look at the the stretch of games to start the season with the Lions, Raiders, Broncos, Vikings that were all losses. At the Steelers was a loss. At the Giants was a loss. Home for the Buccaneers was a loss. Here's the question I'm asking you. Where's the quality win the last three weeks of the season? Because it wasn't the Panthers, the Vikings, or the Bears. Right, It it wasn't the Bears, the Falcons, who they lost to, or the Saints. And it wasn't a putrid Dallas Cowboy offense. Because it's garbage! You look at the the wins this team has. It's the Bears twice, the Saints, um, the Rams, the Chargers, the Lions, which was a good win in Detroit, Kansas City, good win, how do you lose to the Giants and the Buccaneers? I don't know either. And my point is, this, this Packer team is very, very, very vulnerable. And I think the 49ers are ready. I think they are well coached. Brock Purdy is going to have to make some throws, and we'll have to see what's up with Jair Alexander in that secondary. Mm-hmm. But I think the 49ers are ready. Absolutely. And And I think when you talk about what's ready and who you should be ready for, um, I think you absolutely, positively, nothing have to. What? (laughs) I was waiting for you to finish it. uh, uh, That's what they all say. Wow. Wow, dude. You got to be ready to win that bread at prizepicks.com. Promo code Monty. Sake, I was waiting for you to finish the transition. Now listen, you guys. I, I think, as as you're all aware, because you watch a show every day, I'm one good-looking dude, right? Like I am. If 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 Justin Hey Bear is a sex machine, I don't even know what I would call myself. I mean, the diesel, big daddy magic, right? I mean, just <laughs> you. And, and and to further back that up, you look at the way that I dominate on Prize Picks. I am on a heater. <coughs> I am on a heater. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I've won four in a row on prize picks, which is very difficult to do. Um last night, you know, I, I almost put on a fur hat because pimps are gonna pimp, right? And I decided against it only because I'm humble. Right? Like I, I'm humble. I never Winfrey. talk, I never talk about how awesome and good looking I am. Even though I am, right? And I just did. But the point is, you look at the way I, I you look at the way I dominated last night. Baker Mayfield over 274 and a half. Money, you're fat and stupid. And yeah, when I woke went, up
0: this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.
1: 337 yards. Jalen Hurts over 199 and a half. 218 yards. Larry Markarnan. Uh Marking Marcanin. Who the La- f*** are you? Lori McDaddy Uh Lori Markanen for the Utah Jazz last night. 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I chose more. I chose more because I believe in that soldier. I believe that Lori Markanian is, I mean, stroke it, big fella. That came out wrong stroke
0: uh, it big
1: fella you gotta get stroked 36 and a half points i think i've hit it every time rebounds and assists i went more and he put up 46 i mean i'm almost like notre Dame. So. and when they trade that motherfucker somebody gonna get a really good power forward
2: yeah we're not making
1: any changes it's another win and so tonight your boy um. is on that prize picks crime baby as though I can see it before <coughs> it happens. <coughs> I'm the soothsayer of Big Daddy Magic, the heavy yeah. one with the big gun. The soothsayer, weak tongue, Jimmy Layers. I I got nothing. Uh, Stuart Skinner, <laughs> the, the goaltender for By Our and Yours, the Edmonton Oilers, 22 and a half saves on a Taco Tuesday. I'll take it because he's playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. They average 32 and a half shots a game. Devin Booker, ah, that's my dude. Mm-hmm. 39 and a half points, rebounds and assists against Sacramento, not a chance in the world, we're less. Caitlin Clark, Is this the she's got one of the worst teams in the Big 10 in Wisco. She's going to probably not play all those minutes late in the game. So we're going less than 48 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Mark it down. I'm winning. I'm, I'm, I'm winner. The unbelievers. Yeah. Winner. Yeah. Winning. Right. Get on prize picks, Use the promo code. Monty Jake's losers tonight. Unbelievers. Absolutely. Uh, He's got Skinner as well. Joel and B look at this fraud. Joel Embiid against uh, the Denver Nuggets. Right. And uh, Nikola (laughs) Jakic. I love mispronouncing names. Uh, Here, I'll say it correctly. Nikola Jakic. One dunk for Joel Embiid tonight. Jake took more. Wreck it. And then Isaiah Joe from the Oklahoma City Average Thunder. Who the fuck is that guy? Who lost... To those sweet, sweet L.A. Lakers. Half a turnover. More. So you're hoping Isaiah Joe turns the ball over. One time. One time. Once. My guess is he will not turn it over.
0: Much like Josh Allen, I needed one interception out of Josh Allen.
1: Did he do it? No. You know. No, no, no. You know, uh, Jeff Woodworth, careful about betting on Iowa players. Heard there was some trouble with that last year. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hey, Kirk what's the over-under on Katie Clark tonight? I knew today would be shitty. I don't know. Ask my son who I fired. Um, The Buffalo Hunter, Baker Mayfield or Baker may fuck up the Eagles. <laughs> and
0: when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.
1: Oh, oh i love bro. it baston mates uh, a healthy san francisco steve it's super bowl or bus this year oh i agree completely a healthy san fran team steve did steve say something i don't know uh i have a fur hat big daddy magic says you should rock it dude uh katie raider baker may fumble okay ferris khan packers 31 49ers 21 oh please okay I mean, I can get you into a rehab because that sounds like drug use. Uh, Tanner Plummer, wait wait a minute, Monty. If Lori isn't the best player on the Jazz, then why did you bet on him? I didn't say he wasn't the best player on the Jazz. See, the group, here's the problem. You get into the members-only content on the channel, DM Jake, mm-hmm. $10 a month, hit join, $10 a month, you get into our members-only Instagram chat. Now, I I cannot confirm this. An independent neurologist did, though, tell me. That when you get in that group, you you all of a sudden lose your ability to read and your cognitive skills go down. Because I said, Laurie Markkinen is not the 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 player on the Jazz playing the best basketball right now. I believe that's Colin Sexton. No, oh, you said he's not the best player anymore. And I even came back again and said, yeah, Laurie Markkinen's the best player on the Jazz. That doesn't mean he's playing the best basketball.
0: No redos.
1: But does he put up points, rebounds, and assists? Yes, he does. Yeah. Does he look great with a shaved head? He doesn't. He looks like he needs fettuccine via social media. You know. You know. Uh, Adam Monks, have you seen uh, what Utah, Utah Utah Jazz are cooking? I haven't. I I don't. How about we how about you say, Hey, have you been watching the jazz lately? Um, am I just gonna call you Adam Cutlets now? Is that yeah, what we're gonna do? I, I,
0: I mean, dude, like what are we doing?
1: Where is the Italian? Know. Sean Rollins says our number two, of course. Uh Joseph Harper says Monty sent you my picks. Yeah, Joseph Harper loves to do these, like, okay, three dollar parlay, 16 picks. All right, this guy's gonna, and he and she, and they, and he's like, he's so into prize picks now. He's betting on like Call of Duty games. I wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, wait, that's me and Jake. So Jake, <laughs> Jake says to me today, hey, hey, bro. Well,
0: cause well, hold on, hey, hold Monty. on, hold on. What did you say? Money. You said, Oh, I'm the best at this. I got all this bread in his account now. I've been winning for days. Mon- at, hey, bro? Monty.
1: Hey, Monty, why don't we bet uh, on uh, some call of duty? And so
0: what I said is, hey little Monty, since you got all that bread, why don't you why don't you place some prize picks on COD players.
1: So you did. And here's what Jake did. Shotzi and Hydra.
2: You're casual.
1: Uh, 103 and a half kills on one through three maps. Some asshole named Scrap (laughs) to get 24. Yes, Americans. Less. Uh, And Fame. Hey, this is my friend Fame and my other friend Vivid. I want the best people. Subscribe to our OnlyFans account. OK, uh, 99 and a half. Uh, he went less map kills. So, of course, me being the prize picks cod expert. That's bullshit. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these people. Kleenex. He, see, his name is Kleenex. Buddy's name is Kleenex. I went for the highest numbers I could find. Right. And I had three guys at like 50, 53, 52 and a half. Jake's like, no, bro, you got to play a combo. That's a the heater. It's going good. He check time, fat ass. <laughs> So I was like, okay. So I went to the combo tab and I also took Shotzi and Hydra. I hope you guys die on Buddy's COD name is Shotzi. And then I got vivid for 52 and a half. I noticed I just took the highest numbers possible and went less. Uh, a lot. Yeah. I know how to, I know how to play the system. Okay. Uh, RJC man, Monty, uh, Dak retraction, please. Why is what are you talking about second dude? in the MVP voting? Why would I retract anything? Um, Bailey Dietrich, Monty acting like Matt Weiss. I, 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 have I ever been wrong? Harry Austin. So that is my excuse to my wife. I joined the Monty show private chat room and that's why I make poor decisions. That's correct. Yes, that's exactly right. That's right. Correct. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you 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 hear from Tanner Plummer all day long on the show. Macaque. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, Sean Rollins Cavs messed up with that trade they did Donovan Mitchell though has been very good for them but they're going to trade him Bonnie please coming up in about an hour we're going to talk some NBA on the show uh, Tanner what Monty your logic makes zero sense okay bro okay. what do you mean Colin Sexton has been paying playing the best basketball period he has been playing the best basketball of anybody on that the That doesn't yes. make him their best player that's correct how is this hard to understand? Absolutely correct. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. You know. It, so it is what it is. Mapes, I didn't know it was legal to bet on 12 year olds. I have no idea. Catch me outside. How about that? I have no idea. Are we betting on 12 year olds? I have no idea. I I could not tell you. Um, Call of, I miss Call of Duty. Seriously. Jake, and Jake's kind of a, how do I say this? Um, Jake's kind of a degenerate. So he just, because you know, he goes on these scrolling grinds on Insta Snap Face. Dilly dilly. Dilly, dilly dilly, this cat sending me COD videos at two in the morning. Oh, bro, you remember this? <laughs> like this, he sends me a video of some dude playing Call of Duty via He's social media, getting a nuke gets on a, Rust, bro. It was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, Mike Smith, I, hmm, him video looks frozen, but audio is still going. Anyone else? Uh oh. Oh, God. Uh, OG Gary, Jake's setting Monty up for failure. Absolutely. And I, look, if the other kids jumped off a bridge, do you too? Fucking, yes. Obviously not. Excuse my French. Yes. (laughs) Head first, Mom. So I did. And you and I both know that that's going to happen. Uh, Tanner Plummer, I could make the same argument that Lori is a better, is playing better basketball than, okay. You, you go ahead, man. Go in the bathroom. What are you talking about, man? Go in the bathroom or better yet, turn on a video and make it a selfie and just argue with yourself. That's how I would handle it. Yeah. Ron Nolan, this show is aged like blue cheese. Thank you. I hate blue cheese. Yeah. Screw blue cheese. Lopes fan Gabe. Is it, it's just you, Mike Smith. All good on this side. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ah, uh, shooter, Texas. Sorry, but cod is just something that the Brits serve with chips. Oh, fish and chips. Suedi did See what he did. They're so cod, like the white fish. Uh, Ron, you just said the naughty word. Yeah, blue cheese is disgusting. Yeah, dude,
0: don't eat blue cheese, dude. All yeah.
1: right, let's talk about Nick Sirianni and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to kick off our number two on Giving Tuesday. Don't forget uh, Giving Tuesday this Tuesday, presented by our good friends at. Trydaytrading trydaytrading.com trading.com. Trydaytrading trading.com slash Monty. You guys get there. Uh, here's what you get. You get a 30 day trial membership, their entire program for 30 days. You make a $10 charitable donation. You can win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. And I think we only have four entries so far. So your chances are very, very good. Trydaytrading.com. trading.com. Um, I want to give away the hundred dollar gift card.
0: And, and again, get creative with it this is not difficult we're not even asking you to go to the store bro like this is easier than bucked up like, this is 30 like, seconds yeah dude I mean that's that's <clears throat> anyway yeah so it's it's uh you know it's not that difficult like it it, it literally is a 30 day trial so they can show you what the program's about and if you don't like it you don't have to keep going
1: yeah, there's no it's obligation like at the end of it's it. It's not that None, much, to ask, dude. And it is I, I think it is one of the the I think it is one of the truly best. Um I think it's one of the truly best trial programs I've ever seen. Cuz they know that the program is really good at slash monty Sign up for the the $10 30-day trial membership. DM Jake a screenshot of you doing that. And you can win a $100 Amazon gift card in an hour and 15 minutes. It truly is that simple. Yeah. Giving Tuesday. Every Tuesday on the show, we give away a $100 Amazon gift card. Um, So hook it up. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Should the Philadelphia Eagles fire Nick Sirianni? And here's my plea. Um, I think Nick Sirianni was a good, not great hire. I think when you look at Nick Sirianni and you look at how the Eagles got run last night, How are you, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, who's a really good owner in my opinion, spends money, is aggressive in the the personnel markets. How are you looking at the way that your team defended last night? How are you looking at the way that they just didn't tackle last night? How are you looking at the way that the wide receivers ran routes uninspired without a care in the world for what was happening at the line of scrimmage? uninspired football, how are you going to make the case that you should keep this head coach? How are you going to make that case when Bill Belichick is just chilling in the cut, interviewing for jobs, I don't know, like the Atlanta Falcons where he interviewed? You could have Bill Belichick as your head coach, and you're going to stick with Nick Sirianni. I think that's a terrible decision. Because you don't recover from the loss that they had the last six weeks and certainly not the loss they had last night with the same group of dudes. And Nick Sirianni has no intention of turning that roster over. Now, is it going to turn itself over? It is. They have a massive amount of free agency. Jason Kelsey uh, reportedly told his teammates he's retiring last night. A leadership change is coming. Make it a clean sweep. Jake, I think there's no doubt that the Philadelphia Eagles should clean house and Nick Sirianni should be part of that.
0: Absolutely. I I think that you can't, you just can't get past what happened last night. And I really feel like the final dagger wasn't even last night. I think the final dagger was the AJ Brown injury. After, after that you could see the life come out of this team. And honestly, like I, I have to agree. It didn't look like they believed they could win that game last night, whether it was the wide receivers and their lack of effort or, or getting beat on the tush push play, like, Like, there are a lot of things from last night where you're like, yeah, this team was uninspired. Hey, maybe, you know, maybe a reset this season of, you know, some free agency. Obviously, you're keeping Jalen Hurts, but, like, you know, just kind of resetting the team, getting a new voice, you know, getting energy back into the organization. Maybe that's all you need. Maybe you're in a good enough spot that that's all you need. But what I'm saying is that when your Hall of Fame center retires and A.J. Brown's got a knee right now, and you have a lot of free agency happening, this team's going to be different next year, whether you like it or not. So while it's going to be different, why don't we just go ahead and make the change that's needed? Because if you keep this guy for another two years, or let's just say you let him finish out the deal, right? Hey, he finishes his final year. Then we move on from him. That's still a year too late because at that point, where's the league going to be? Is Bill Belichick going to be in a better situation, beating you on the football field? Like, what would happen if another organization hired Bill, you see them in the playoffs and and you lose with Nick Sirianni? How are you going to feel? You really tell me Bill Belichick's not interested in the Philly job? Everybody's interested in the Philly job. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. It's one of the best organizations in the league. So to me, I think this is pretty, pretty clear. This is much clearer than, let's say, Dallas's situation or anyone else you want to look at. This, to me is take your emotions out of it, make the move, reset the organization, and go right back to the playoffs next year. And if you do that, you're going to be thinking yourself when you look back and you say, hey, yeah, after that loss, we said, hey, Nick, really appreciate all your effort. You did an awesome job for this organization, but we're going to have to move on because that's the league. Coaches get hired to get fired. It's that simple, whether it takes 24 years or five years eventually you're getting fired as a
1: head coach. So that's why I say I would make the move. It's not that hard. Yeah, I think Sirianni's got to go. I think when you have the caliber of coaches that are available now, I I mean, even if it's not Belichick, I I think when you look at the idea of a guy like a Ben Johnson from Detroit, I don't know how you don't make that phone call. I mean, is that a step back from Sirianni? Probably, but you cannot go any further down the black hole with Nick Sirianni, in my opinion. And I think when when you look at the way that teams have failed after losing the Super Bowl, it's very difficult to overcome that. And the Philadelphia Eagles have too much talent to be this bad. They have you have an MVP caliber quarterback. I think you have all pro caliber wide receivers. I think your defense, you spent money, you drafted, you like you have all of these options, and it simply did not come to fruition. And you have guys like Brandon Graham who wants to be back. You have guys who want to be there and want to fight for the city and want to go back to a Super Bowl. you got to capitalize on that. And I think it is very difficult whether you are Bill Callahan in the Raiders or Jimmy Johnson in the Dallas Cowboys who fired coaches after Super Bowls. You've got to make difficult decisions when you're the owner of a team. And and, and it just does not matter to me um, that Nick Sirianni is a guy that went to the Super Bowl last year. I don't care. It's not what you did last year at that point it's two seasons removed. I want to know what you're doing right now. I want to know what my locker room says you're doing. I want to know what my eyes tell me you're doing on the field. And none of it's good in Philadelphia. Best. Not a not a single bit of it is good in Philadelphia. And and I think it's it's a very tough hill to climb to keep guys engaged when you lose the way they lost. They were disinterested last night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like and, mm-hmm. and I love Baker and I love his story and I that defense in Tampa is very good. You're not that you, you the Philadelphia Eagles in Poughkeepsie, New York or the Bahamas or Tampa Bay are better than the Buccaneers on every field.
0: And I think the other damning thing for Nick Sirianni is that the Cowboys got run out of the playoffs and you still look uninspired. And I understand that. Hey, like, you know, the Cowboys maybe aren't like, you know, the end all be all of how you look at football. But if I'm looking at that division, I'm sitting here saying, hey, man, like, like the expectation for Philly is to win that division. Like that's the, every, that's, yeah. every that's year the standard, bro. And and so you look at this season, and it's like, okay, you get to you get to the you get the division, you get to the playoffs, everything's good. And then that performance last night, I, I don't know how else to describe it from a player perspective, other than you didn't believe you could win that game, and I can only think you didn't believe you could win that game. Because AJ Brown's hurt and you don't have the firepower and you just, you just didn't, it just looked like you weren't wanting to play. That's just, I I can't get away from that.
1: And I think that the best example in comparison to what happened in Philly is what almost happened to Buffalo, because I think that blocked field goal, that was really close to disaster for Buffalo. And you had a Pittsburgh defense. that didn't want to be there and didn't want to play. And that blocked field goal changed everything. And, to the point we were making earlier. If Josh Allen continues to turnovers, like you have an interim offensive coordinator there, like you have a defensive head coach. And my my point and the reason I bring up the Bills is if they lose that game, Sean McDermott's probably out of a job. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be, because you have a, a generational quarterback in Josh Allen that's not developing. You have a generational quarterback in Jalen Hurts who's not developing.
0: I think, to your point, Jalen Hurts is progressing. Yes. I, I, I think it's it's worse than Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I agree, is stagnated, although his stagnation is at a high enough level where you're still you know, contending for the AFC championship uh, most years under him, and you've won the division four years in a row now, I think it is. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going backwards, and I can only think, again, it's because
1: they don't believe they can win a ballgame. Yeah. I don't even disagree with that. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Tanner, it was the heat of the moment telling me where my heart went. The heat of the moment. Uh, Monty, with all due respect, you guys are being prisoners of the moment. With all due respect. Prisoners of the moment? So you think I want to fire Nick Sirianni because of what happened last night? No, I want to fire Nick Sirianni because it's the culmination. Of Last night was the culmination of really bad offense, really bad schematics, really bad play calling, in my opinion. Um, I think you had a, a lack of morale and want to last night. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. That's not how the NFL works. You don't fire Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, unless you can get Bill Belichick. You don't fire Mike McCarthy. That would be a prisoner of the moment. Nick Sirianni is not a good NFL head coach right now. And the Philadelphia Eagles have the talent to win the NFC. And yet they're not even going to get a chance to play for it because he's unimaginative. He's a weirdo. He is like, he's just, he's just not that guy. He's not that guy. And as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, as usual, you want it both ways. You want to cry, bitch and moan. And then you're like, well, we're not going to fire this guy. Okay. Okay. You're only doing that so that you can be in misery next season as well. You
0: understand. I just want to point this out. It drives me crazy. This isn't my opinion. This is what the record states if you look at their schedule week by week. You were a 500-football team the last 12 weeks of the season. You get that, right? Like it's wild. Like, yeah, sure, okay, you won five in a row. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Then you lost five of six to end the year, which makes you, that's right, a 500-football team the last
1: 12 You understand that this team, this team 100% disintegrated. Absolutely disintegrated.
0: Like, it's not like they went out and lost by one point the way the Rams did, right? And fought to the death.
1: Dude, this, yeah, I think he got embarrassed. I think the Philadelphia Eagles got embarrassed. Um, Let's see. Ooh, look at that. Uh, Jim Bagley, a new member of the show. Okay. Let's go. Um, let's see. The Buffalo Hunter, a member for eight months. Appreciate you, bro. Thoughts on Dorian Singer. Wit is cooking. Dorian Singer is an average-ass receiver who bounces around. (laughs) Okay, you asked. Dorian Singer from USC to Arizona, Arizona to USC to. Uh, He's just a, he's just a guy. And I will continue to say about Wit being on fire, you're not on fire at quarterback because you have no idea what you have going into next year at quarterback. Boba well, a we can Can he stay healthy? I don't know either. It, it, you, you have got to recruit and develop quarterbacks at a very high level right now. That's your ticket to winning the Big 12 because the quarterback play is getting better and better. Did anybody see that Isaiah Bond went to... Texas. He left Alabama and went to Texas. But Sark can't recruit. And why did he go to Texas? Did you guys see the video? He posted a video of himself uh, in a Lamborghini. Where's the Ute that's in a Lamborghini? Where's the Ute coming from Alabama to Texas? Dorian Singer is not special. He's not. And he may well come in. He better not be your best receiver. Because if Dorian Singer comes in and he's your best receiver, you're in trouble at Utah. You're not talented enough. With all exactly, but all due respect, you don't play at three colleges in three years and think that you're all of a sudden some amazing cat. With all due respect, doesn't work that way. Uh, Aaron Wilson gifted a Monty Show membership. Anytime you're thank you. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Sean Rollins gifted five Monty Show memberships. Let's go. Take them up. Let's go pick him up, pick him up. Appreciate all of you guys. Um, and one other point, because I know so many of you said I didn't know what I was talking about. Did anybody notice uh, who uh, is going to the NFL draft today? Uh, Talia Tagavailoa. Tungavailoa. Um, which, no, I'm not going to do. That. We're not talking <laughs> about Pat Mackey today. who called him Loa. Tagovai Youngo Oloa, ta- uh, Talia Taulia Tungavailoa was denied a sixth year of eligibility. So for everybody who was like, you're stupid, Bonnie. You don't know what you're talking about. He <coughs> lose all credibility. Trust me, bro. Sources. Yeah. He was never going to get a waiver for a sixth year. So he, he is going to the NFL. Uh, let's keep talking about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Ron Nolan, Brian Johnson will be walking the plank. Well. And probably deservedly so, because it just got later. As it got later, they got worse. Yeah. Um, gotta gotta get to class, check in later. Nick deserves another year. He doesn't. He has done nothing to earn another year in Philadelphia. Tanner going to class awfully convenient here, bud. Nothing has he done to earn another year. Uh, James, I wish I could take credit for that idea. Zaxby sells when it's delicious. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. We're having a ranch versus blue cheese argument. Yay. Stop. Uh, Boston Mapes, they were 10 and one. They melted down Chernobyl style. It's the head coach's <laughs> job to keep that from happening. I'm telling you, it's true. Uh, OG Gary, Eric, because people like to throw up flavored cheese and they want, What that uh, no, nobody wants flavored cheese. Like what what are you you talking about? If we're we're truly talking about Zaxby's being a place for wings, I'm sad for your life. (laughs) Zaxby's is not a place you go for wings. It's not a place you go for wings. It it's just not. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know. It just it is what it is. Did Mrs. Monty pick up a free Monty show membership? (laughs) Is that is that (laughs) what (laughs) she strikes again she did she was gifted a membership by by Sean Rollins part of the plan as was Tim Cox oh look Jim Choi Mark Hales and uh, Keith Carl all gifted memberships by Sean you know I guess she deserves one you know it, it, it is what it is Sean Rollins says I got you Mrs. Monty the eye patch. Utah has no wide receivers, so they will take what they can get. We know as Ute fans that Keithy will lead the team in receiving yards. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. They, but he, why, I, does he,
0: why is he always hurt, though? And this is what I feel like
1: well, Utah won't
0: embrace. Why does Brant Keithy take a beating every week until he can't play anymore? Oh, that's right, because he's your workhorse, because you don't have anybody yes, else.
1: Exactly right. Tanner like, Plummer on. on Nick Sirianni. One collapse doesn't wipe away all the good things he has done. did you watch the game last night they quit they quit that team quit last night and nick sirianni i i i look at i look at his his resume and we were looking at this before the show (coughs) and uh, listen i i think he's just an odd dude He's hard to play for. There's no doubt about that, right? But let's not kid ourselves that this guy is somehow generational. he's thirty four and seventeen as the head coach of the the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. right? And I would also remind you he's below five hundred in the postseason so are are we really are we really like I mean the guy has lost two out of three years in the wild card game and he had the run to the Super Bowl. It's not like this guy is the second coming of of anything. Like, it, it, you're just, you, you're not. You're not. Like, I, I, Philly, I I, I I get it. You, you guys don't look at things in detail. I get it. You're fanatics. You look at things on emotion. Check the record. He's lost two of three years. And do you know who he lost to in both wildcard games? Well, you do now. It's Tampa. And the the argument on Twitter last night was, well, you know, he, he lost to a dynasty. Kansas City is not a dynasty. Kansas City is not a dynasty at that point. And I, I just, I go back and I continue to say he had one good year and two really mediocre years. And the way this year ended has torpedoed their ability to build going forward. You have no ability to say that he is a guy that you, if you cannot trust Nick Sirianni to rebuild this team, he should not be here. Because you're going to completely rebuild this team. With their free agency and your cap situation, you're going to completely rebuild this team. Best. You have an owner and a general manager who have provided you talent and you completely tanked it. So his shit worked for one year. And this year, it it he ran out. The wick is gone. The candles burned. You got to make a change, period. Uh, Shade, how Colorado going to be hood next with all the coaches leaving to different places. Uh, I I think that he, that Deion Sanders, when you, I think you're talking about Deion Sanders. Uh, When you look at the Colorado coaching staff, I don't think he's had foundational changes on that, on that coaching staff. I truly, I do not believe that. Like if you look at, and I'll pull it up just to make sure, um, but you look at his coaches, his core of coaches are there. And I think when you look at, um, you know, guys like Gary Harrell, Charles Kelly, Sean Lewis, I think Sean Lewis and Deion Sanders had a, a fundamental change of opinion. And that had to, you had to make changes. You had to make changes. And I think when you look at, uh, Pat Shermer, it was absolutely the right move to make. It was the right move to make. You cannot continue to lecture to where Sanders get his ass kicked the way he did. Yeah. And there's just no way. There's no way to, to, to spin that. But Gary Harrell, Andre Hart, Kevin Mathis, they're all coming back. Um, Uh, I, the, the core of that coaching staff is unchanged and will be unchanged and should be unchanged. Um, and I think when you look at, um, I think when you look at the, the differences with certain guys, Charles Kelly is the only guy, um, that you, that I think you're probably, cause that's a long-term guy, but you look at Pat Shermer, officially the offensive coordinator. I, I just don't think you're taking a huge step back.
0: And by the way, you better hope that Dion doesn't win. Cause if he does win,
1: you're going to hear about it a lot. Well, it's and... what he said at Oregon. Get me now. Yeah. Cause I think that's as bad as they're going to be. And I, I just don't think that I, in my opinion, I just don't think he's had massive change in the foundation of his program. His program is unchanged. Um, but if Ed Reed winds up as the defensive coordinator at Colorado or Mike Zimmer, or, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Rex Ryan going to Colorado to be the defensive coordinator. I mean, he's not swinging for Nick Sirianni, right? I mean, that's just not what he's doing. So, but it is what it is. James uh, gives us $2. Oh God. Stop. Andy Reed's a better man than you are. Nobody is questioning Andy Reid. Nobody is questioning Andy <laughs> Reid. Uh, Kurt <laughs> Myers, who the hell did a geek uh, become a coach of Miami? You you mean you mean how the Mario hell? Cristobal? <clears throat> or are you like? I think he's talking about uh, Mike. Oh well, because he's a, a phenomenal personality,
0: and he's a brilliant offensive mind. Hey, he just is.
1: I, like if you look at the if you look at the way that Mike McDaniel. Came up, and this is my point about Nick Sirianni. Mike McDaniel is building a program. You're moving in the right direction. Like, let's have the Tua Tonga Bailoa conversation. Need to have it. He's playing next year on a fifth year option. Do you give him a contract extension? I don't think you do. Well, I think you know. Right now, I don't think you do.
0: I agree. I I, I think the bright spots for two of this year were. Hey, he was able to stay healthy. I I, I could be wrong. I think he played never a game for them. I believe he played never a game for them. So, so obviously, you know, learning how to fall, alleviating the concussion issues, huge step forward. Tua is a very talented quarterback. I don't know that he's capable of winning a Super Bowl though. I don't know that he's got the goods to lead a team on the road in bad conditions in the cold to win a ball game. I'm not sure that he's that guy. The only question is in Miami, what's your benchmark? I mean, are you truly trying to be super bowl good or are you cool with, Hey, we're going to give to a, let's call it a three year extension with an option after the second year. And we want to be, you know, NFC or, uh, yeah, NFC, uh, uh, we want to be like in the championship realm. We want to be divisional championship. We want to be somewhere like that with them. I, I mean, I, I think that's the logic.
1: I don't think Tua Tungabailoa wins you an AFC championship. Yeah, or AFC. I said an FC. You did AFC. say AFC. AFC. But I mean, you know, it's fine. The Wolves yeah. playing the east. But my I-
0: point is for Miami, you're better than you were. Like you've improved, like you're in a good place. Like two is not hurt constantly. Like the AFC is largely a two-team conference, a three-team conference at most. Right? Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore. Those are the three guys. Those are the three dudes. So is Tua as good as, you know, any of those guys? No, probably not. He's probably below all three. But he is good enough to take your franchise into the playoffs. Clearly, they showed that this year. So next year, the benchmark is, yeah, you got to go out and win a playoff game. And what did I say right after that game? I said, hey, your, your path through the playoffs if Tua is going to be your franchise guy has to be through either your home field in Florida or through warm weather, which typically the only way to guarantee that obviously is going to be by having home field advantage. Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to beat the big boys. They didn't do that this year. So that's why I say I probably right now, I'm not giving to an extension, but again, where are you going to go for a quarterback? Cause again, you, you're not going to run a, uh, an experiment, On, you know, Joe Flacco, should they, you know, make him a free agent? You're not going to go out and find some random dude after you just went to the playoffs with this guy that's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. So when you say things like, hey, how the hell is there a nerd, you know, being the head coach in Miami? Well, that nerd just took them to the playoffs in the AFC. So that's why I say I don't think it's, I don't think Mike McDaniel's done a bad job. I think the guy is new, he's young, he's innovative, he's creative, love his energy, love the off-whites on the sideline. The only question is, are they ever going to figure out how to run the ball and are they ever going to figure out how to play defense? Because until you do that, you're not beating anybody of note. You're not going to the Super Bowl. And again, the question still remains, is to a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and I don't think he is. I don't think he's got that quality. Can you not just finish the thought first before we go into bathroom
1: (laughs) issues? Tua is not, in my opinion, yet a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And I think that if you look at Mike McDaniels or Mike McDaniel, the thing he's done is he's built an offense that is prolific. And I think the biggest question is, will they upgrade their defense and stay healthy? If they do that, Yo it to that team to have a quarterback that that you can believe in. And I I don't believe that Tua was up for the moment. That's just my opinion. Stop talking to me in the bathroom. <laughs> it's so who fun. talked to you? This homie. Like we're just <laughs> so there, there there is a lobby outside of our our office right. where people sit and they watch this. Hey guys. I walk out, I go to the bathroom. I'm I'm like fully partaking in Town, right and this guy's like, hey what's what, what are you guys talking about in there I'm like, oh yeah, we're just doing a talk show and it just <laughs> like and honestly I must have 10 gallons inside right because it just keeps on rolling oh wow that's you know I always wanted to do a podcast uh, and, and just going out about podca- podcast difficult to do hey bud I'm like so then i'm finished and i'm like no it's easy and i'm like zipping up and i walk over to the sink and he's like you know like do a lot of people listen to your show i'm like hey man i gotta run okay great thanks like shut. Sure. <laughs> it's in my hand don't talk to me when it's, it's in-, in my hand holding medic it's in my hand stop talking to me like just you stay over there <laughs> right Please. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right. Uh, would uh, you extend to a tongue of Iloa? Not right now. You would not. No, okay. Not right now. Uh, Boyd Lake, you need to create a segment called The Four Normans uh, of the Monty Show. Okay. Uh, Ron Nolan, your radar says that they will win. What? Okay. Um, Marley Nuggs, Go Blue. What's up, Marley? Good to see you. Boston Mapes, Kyle Shanahan Tree is awesome. It is. Boyd Lake, Potty Break. Yes. Uh, James says, Tua needs to be a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. Miami has to make the defense better. Their defense before they got hurt was fantastic. That, I mean, like, I think they had 87 defensive ends go down this year. It's a wee fence. Like, it was unbelievable. Their D-line and and edge rushers were decimated. Even uh, Van Ginkle then went down. But, I mean, you had all these dudes that got hurt. Like, I I I think that they are in a very good spot. Is it possible that they could ride the D? I mean, you know. That bite is never going to live down. Nope. Never going to live down. Nope. And I think that the impressive part about Miami is that they did not fold down the stretch like they had historically. And to finish 11 and six, sixth in the AFC behind Cleveland that was upstart, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Baltimore, I think is very good. And the unfortunate part is that roster, uh, I just, I don't know how you explain how their defense fell apart because if you look at guys like even um you know Bradley Chubb um I, I mean Andrew Van Kinkle, Jalen Phillips having an unbelievable year and then tears his Achilles tendon. like how do you explain that um, and Xavier Howard and Javon Holland and like all these guys limping around injured, but then you look at guys like Christian Wilkins and you look at Zach Seiler, like fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Their defensive line is, I think Christian Wilkins is one of the most underappreciated players in the country. And it, I think it's, I think it is absolutely, their defense is not their biggest problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, I think they are going to have to figure out how to keep Tua upright. Yeah. That I would invest in offensive line. Cam Harrison, what's up? Cam, good to see you. He says, shout out to Mo Bamba. Shout out. Bombo. Mr. Oh, look at you pull with you have what 700 drops?
0: Yes, 21 pages now. That is a great pull. Of four by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So twenty-one times thirty-two. Twenty one. Uh six hundred and
1: seventy-two. Right. I, right, you know. Um, ooh. At little Adam Schefterbaum Chargers interviewed uh uh Terrence Gray today from Buffalo their player personnel director to be their general manager so now we're starting to see uh that the LA Chargers are interviewing people to be their their front office personnel their That's a very, he's a guy that is he's a guy that is very well thought of Terrence Gray and I am curious I am curious if he if he fits the mold um, obviously, he's a minority candidate, but he is a he is a very, very, very good personnel man. I thought he would get the Raider job. Um, Las Vegas would like to speak to him as well. Um, and I but again, they're also Adam Peters was absolutely thievery for Washington. How the commanders got Adam Peters from San Francisco. No uh, I'll never understand it. I think Ed Dodds and I, I think certainly Terrence Gray are two of the better ones out there, but that'll be interesting to see. Are we just Rooney ruling or are we, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about Deep it, real, right? I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but it, it is very interesting to me that we're in a situation where you just don't know. You just don't know what's real and what's not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, for my money anyway, that's going to be a very, very interesting question is to um, see how long Terrence Gray stays in Buffalo. Cause I actually think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a superstar in somebody's front office. Yeah. So that, that is, uh, that's a big one. Boyd Lake, uh, some guys get stage fright when guys talk in the John. I hate it. I don't like it at all. Wasa, whoa comment um jeff woodworth if you speak in the bathroom you better watch your splash that's how uh <coughs> wars get started seriously are you do you do you use the back of the urinal or do you use a splash pad splash pad yeah, i'm a splash pad yeah guy.
0: back of the urinal is too messy bro yeah
1: i have high end shoes yeah uh wasakowski sometimes it pays to be an introvert go to the stall nah bro Baves in opposition i don't like peeing in a stall nah it's too loud bro I'm not a. I don't even care about that. It's just, it just. I'm not a peanut a stall guy. Uh huh. I'm not. Um. But it is what it is. It. It's fine. It's fine. Uh. Oh wow. Corey Raymond back to LSU. Boy. He... Bros. Brian Kelly's building at LSU. Hey guys. I, it, you should be frightened. You should be frightened because he is going to be. Um. He LSU is going to be good he is going to be he they they are building and i think that is like i look at what um ohio state's done this this off season already uh with ross bjork and, you know, and making him their athletic director you're never feeling those shoes let's let's just be honest about it um but you look at you look at his resume um you know with old miss and texas a&m and now ohio state or excuse me the Ohio State, uh-huh. um, you understand that these brands are the brands that they are because they fire Nick Sirian- Sirianni. Yeah. They're the brands that they are because when you, when you lose one of the most tenured executives in all of sports, you go and you get a really, really good, really good, and Ross Bjork, a really good administrator. Really well thought of. Um, I mean, he uh, he at one point I think was the youngest athletic director in the, in college athletics. I love the hire. I do. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But I, I'm warning you now: LSU and Brian Kelly and that football team—they are building. They are. They are. I think everybody sees Sabin retiring as an opportunity. Certainly. And I think it is. And I think Lane Kiffin trolling people. And I think Brian Kelly hiring people. And it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how all of this, how all of this plays out in the SEC. But LSU is absolutely banging. Yeah. Absolutely banging. The Monty show presented by the Advocates, the the best injury attorneys in the business at the Advocates. And and again, you guys, with what what are we, January 16th? Um, I think it is seventeen degrees outside right now in uh, Salt Lake City. bro, are you? Is that a joke? Or are you being serious? No, i'm uh, I'm I'm being the the low tonight is twenty three um twenty one. And it just depends on how you look at it, but thirty three outside, excuse me. So we are just above uh, freezing in Salt Lake City. There's gonna be accidents, car accidents, bicycle accidents, slips and falls. Uh, Last winter, we saw amazing people riding through snowstorms on bicycles. right? Like Crazy things happen. You have to be ready. You have to be ready when you get in a car accident, when you get hurt at work, when you slip and fall. You got to say to yourself, man, I got to call the advocates. Have it in your mind. If you've been in an accident, if you got hurt at work, zero cost to talk to an attorney, zero. You're never going to reach into your pocket to work with the advocates. Chat with an attorney right now, live online, theadvocates.com, no matter where you are, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney. There's a button right in the middle of the page, and it won't cost you a dime. The best in the business. are great partners at the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, a couple other things in in football I want to get to. Can we have a, a discussion about Mike Tomlin? Because Mike Tomlin last night was asked about his contract and just plain and simply walked off the walked off the dais, and would not answer the question, ended the press conference, and then went into the locker room apparently and told his team that he'll be back in 2024. Person does Mike Tomlin deserve to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: I don't think he does. I I think that that the it, there's a difference between being an organization that has a reputation of giving their head coach every opportunity to right the ship. Right. Okay, hey, you had a 7-win season. Last year, you were a 12-win team. Okay, we'll give you another shot. Okay, fine. If that's the kind of organization you want to run, that's fine. But the Steelers, I feel like reputationally speaking, are now starting to wade into some more negative waters, meaning hey, you're keeping a guy in Mike Tomlin. And, and listen, he's done a great job over the years, right? Like, obviously, yeah. model of consistency, nine wins, above 500 every year or whatever. Like, okay, cool, we get it. But there just hasn't been top-end winning, which is why I say, for one of the most iconic brands in football, you're chill was just making your money every year. Winning right now is not a priority because if it was, Tony Romo's favorite quarterback wouldn't be quarterbacking for you your roster would look very different. Mike Tomlin would already be in a different city, but it's not. And that's what I have to say about that little stunt that Mike Tomlin pulled. He's okay doing that because the Steelers are okay with him doing that. And that's a problem for me.
1: Yeah. I think that Mike Tomlin is a very good NFL head coach, but I also think he's run his course in Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh is that team that's loyal to a fault. And I think Mike Tomlin's done great things in Pittsburgh, but That's an organization that needs a change of direction. You look at the lack of consistency and quality at the quarterback. And I know how dare I say that about Mason Rudolph, right? He's not an NFL starting quarterback and certainly not in the postseason. And I don't know that they have one. And I think you, if you are Mike Tomlin, I think you have real issues with passion in that that locker room. We saw a team that did not want to be there in the first half in Buffalo. They didn't want to be there. Like we watched Minka Fitzpatrick option out of a hit, just didn't want to hit somebody. And I, my belief is that you can't have the same head coach for 10 years. There are very few guys, Bill Belichick aside, who can sustain greatness in this day and age in the NFL for a decade. Mike Tomlin's run his course. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy or a bad coach, but the fact that he is not accountable and, it is just unbelievable that you would ask me about my contract. And then you walk out and end a presser. That tells you that that it's time for change in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad head coach. He truly is not. He truly is not. Um, let's see. OG Gary, Mike Tomlin needs to coach the Cowgirls or my Saints. Well, Dennis Allen is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Great defensive coordinator. Shouldn't be a head coach. Shouldn't be a head coach. Boyd Lake, Steelers, like many others, need a quarterback. They do. Um, Drew Dozer says Roadhouse. Great movie. I don't know. Wasikowski. Uh, the Steelers are a football team from 20 years ago. They think defense still wins championships. Well, I don't disagree that defense can still win a championship. Look
0: what's going on in San Francisco. That's a dominant defense. But, but I just can't believe that. Again, we're not talking about, like, with all due respect, we're not talking about Jacksonville or Houston here. No. We're talking about Pittsburgh, bro. We're talking about, like, as much as I hate Ben Roethlisberger and all his nonsense off the field, like, we're talking about Jerome Bettis, right? We're talking about Troy Polamalu. All these dudes. Yeah. Like, we've moved on from that era of Steelers football, and it's a shame. Because they have a loyal fan base. They are iconic. They could be really good.
1: They choose not to be. I don't know how you fix it because it's going to be a, a decision that will divide people. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just don't fire coaches. And I look again, Bill Cowher, like you, Chuck Knoll, like you look at the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just don't fire guys. You need to make a change here. And I don't know how that happens. I I really don't know how that happens. Uh, truly, how do you fix that? I have no idea. Jeremy Severe uh, Steelers need an offensive coach and a QB. NFL is an offensive league, but and much to your point about Detroit, it's not like Jared Gaff is a world beater at quarterback, but he's good enough, and you have enough tools offensively. But that team's going to win or lose on defense. Yep. Right. And I, I look at the Rams. Matthew Stafford ain't that guy, but that team wins with Matthew Stafford because he could still throw the football all over the field Mm -hmm. and they've got weapons. And I, I look at the teams losing in the playoffs, like I, again, to Philadelphia, it's a heart and soul issue or, but you, every team, every team has to have line play and a quarterback. Yes. And Pittsburgh doesn't the Chicago bears don't like, I, I truly do not know how Pittsburgh has gotten as far as they have gotten because every year I feel like we leave them for dead. Uh, I truly. And I think
0: that's the thing with Mike Tomlin. You know, you ask certain sectors of Steeler nation and I'm sure they would tell you, bro, he just went to the playoffs with Mason Rudolph back there. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you have, you don't have a quarterback and you went to the playoffs. Like, what would he do if he had, you know, Justin Herbert or, like, some franchise-level guy? Like, so certain sectors of Steeler Nation advocate advocate for Mike in that way. Yeah. But but that's why I say, it, it, it. like, while this whole thing where he walks off the dais and everything, there's people in the media saying, well, what would you expect him to say? Uh, I'd expect him not to walk off the dais. I would expect him to say yeah, you know what, this season didn't end the way we wanted it to, but I expect to be back. Because if you're willing to tell your players
1: that, then you should be willing to say it to the media. I would expect him to say, now's not the time to talk about me. The season just ended, you know, like we okay. yeah. we need, like that's that's what I would expect. Um, Just like Bill Belichick said. Yeah. That, like that's what I would expect. But Mike Tomlin, it, it, he's a guy that I think wins a lot of regular season games. He is a sub 500 postseason coach. And I think that Mike Tomlin uh, and I I know everybody knows this. Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl in his second year as an NFL head coach. And the next year what happened? He missed the playoffs. And he's missed the playoffs 6 years. And I I get it. I get it. Right? But he's been to what? He's won the Super Bowl. He's been to another and the guy just generally does not get out of the AFC Wild Card game, mm-hmm. and when he does, it is he went to the AFC Championship game. What year was that? Like 2016, I think it was. And other than that, it's been it's been the Wild Card the last five years. Yeah, I, I I just I don't know when when this became a league of mediocrity. That's the part that I don't. I just can't. Owners get it.
0: are greedy, bro. They want one thing. And if that means they're mediocre, fine, fine. Notice what happened in Houston. What happened in Houston? Oh, we stopped being competitive. So attendance got a little bit lighter and we stopped being relevant. So our profit went down and hey, you know, yeah, sure. We're still doing concerts and events at NRG, but it's not quite the same because our football team's not really all that good. Then you decided to go out and draft a, a guy that you thought you could turn into a franchise quarterback, and here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Like,
1: yeah, I think that's takes. I think that is a really, really interesting situation with Mike Tomlin. Because I don't believe that Mike Tomlin's one of the best head coaches in the NFL. I don't. I I think I think the Andy Reeds of the world, that's a that's an elite head coach. I think everybody wants to ride. Oh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's not one of the best coaches in the NFL yet. Does he have a chance to be that? Sure he does.
0: I think, man, what would it take for Dan Campbell to be regarded as one of the best? A he Super has Bowl to win appearance? a Super Bowl. He's got to win a Super Bowl.
1: I think because that's the bar. If you're John Harbaugh, if you're Andy Reid, um, yeah. you know, if you are, is is Mike McCarthy in Dallas? one of the best coaches in the NFL. I actually think I can make an argument that he is 36 and 15 in the last three years. How many guys can say that? Let me ask right? you this though. Sean and McVay comes to mind.
0: Mike McCarthy is an interesting one. Cause, cause we just talked about how Mike Tomlin's very mediocre in the, in the playoffs. Not, a, not a good coach in the playoffs. So where does that leave Mike McCarthy right now? And Cowboys fan Cowboy fan eyes. Cause Cause that was, I mean, we talked all about that's the Eagles tough. today. Like the Cowboys, in my opinion, were just as embarrassing and they had nothing to be, they don't have the excuse of, Hey, we just didn't feel like it.
1: Well, the, the biggest issue is the guy hasn't won in the postseason. Um, he's a 500 postseason coach on the dot in his career. Um, but he's one in three with the Cowboys and that's not going to get it done. Um, the bottom line is he's 42 and 25 in the regular season in Dallas. And that's awfully hard to replicate. And the question is if you fire him, like you can replace Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. I can replace Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I can replace these coaches that are getting fired. Yeah. Can you easily replace Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Can you easily easily replace Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh? No, you can't
0: man Mike my, my or uh, Mike McCarthy is a really interesting one to me because yeah. because it's taken the Packers what three seasons now to kind of find their way and Jordan Love was a huge question mark and you know you 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 have a young head coach there like that's right. there was a lot of figuring out, if you will, that needed to be done, but now it's kind of hard to say, yeah. That's a nice story, and I hate the Packers. I'm a Bears fan. I hate the Packers. That's a nice story. So, I don't know. I think Mike McCarthy's a really, really solid head coach. No Mm. question
1: about it. I just, I wouldn't fire Mike McCarthy. And if you can get Belichick, okay. But I can't fire Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I don't think I'm firing him for anybody else. That's tough, dude. That's tough. That is really tough uh boyd lake give the reporter courtesy of an answer it wasn't asked in any sort of negative tone maybe it was a tough question but them are the breaks yeah when you lose games that's the question you're going to get asked
0: yeah my first reaction to that was i felt like it was a bit childish I, I really did like i understand a t to the moment and everything but but you're the head coach like a player yes. okay hey tj watt okay chill dude i get it you just lost you're pissed off totally understand But Mike Tomlin, hey, dude, you're the face of the franchise in terms of, you know, uh, the front office and non-player
1: folks. You need to answer that question.
0: You need to answer that question. That's just like, I just, you can't get around that.
1: Couple more, uh, Mr. Downtown. The Bears and Jets would sign up for Tomlin today. Oh, my God. Are you, if Mike Tomlin's available, you're hiring him. If you're the Bears, there's no doubt about it. Bailey Dietrich, Kevin Stefanski. Well, is he one of the best coaches in the NFL? No. But he did a hell of a job in Cleveland this year. And when you handed him the washcloth, I don't, I don't think you knew what to expect. And I think Stefanski's a guy that deserves a lot of credit for persevering through that. And, I mean, the guy, look what he did with Joe Flacco for crying out
0: loud. And you know why, why the Stefanski thing is so different than, like, Sirianni or any of these other guys? Stefanski's only failure is that Flacco just could not get the job done for him. That's his only failure. He coached this team so far. And 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 it makes you wonder if Deshaun was actually back there playing good football like I think he's still capable of. How far do you go? I don't know either. But I'm inclined to think that you probably go a little further.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I I just, I find it, I find it tough that when you are, when you are, Joe Flacco, you should expect to win a playoff game. I would not expect to win a play- I mean, the guy quite literally does not move. So I think that's tough. Mr. Downtown, Mike Tomlin's career mirrors Philly Andy Reid. Well, quite I disagree. How, I don't know what you uh, think in the what? in the comment section. Well, one, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Um, he's won two Super Bowls. Um, he is 23 and 16 in the postseason. Uh, two fifty-eight and one forty-four in the regular season. Um, he has since 2013. In the last ten seasons, um, he has missed the playoffs exactly once, uh, and won two Super Bowls and been to uh an AFC Championship game, uh, two other times. I mean, I think he has he has absolutely dominated. Um, he was, he was not this coach in Philadelphia. I think that's I would agree he got better in Kansas City. Um but I think that that Andy Reid has been wildly successful as an NFL head coach. Wildly.
0: Pat Mahomes is not
1: Pat Mahomes without Andy because they built a system to suit him and they put they put players around him who they could count on. He's always had a, a running back. He's always had a running game. You're missing Tyree Kill. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no way to. But again, to argue that. as
0: far as Andy's concerned, who wouldn't miss Tyree Kill? Yeah, I mean, he's a special player.
1: But I I would even give Andy Reid credit for the win against the the Dolphins. I mean, did you uh, you look at the the diversity in their offense? Um, you look at Rasheed Rice's emergence here as a guy that you can count on. And again, you're going back to Travis Kelsey, who I think is the foundation of that offense, but Travis Kelsey's not the same player he's been over the last several years right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you look at the, the other guys in the spread in that offense. I mean that, that you're getting 147 yards on the ground, 90 of that from Pacheco and that, that, you are using a guy in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who is nothing short of a disappointment, but you're still finding ways to leverage him. It, it's it's crazy. It's it with all the issues you've had that now Rasheed Rice is emerging as a dominant threat. I I, I think it is it is a big tip of the cap, um, and you're you're designing a system for Patrick Mahomes where he throws it 41 times in the cold. That's wild.
0: And you know the other thing I love about Andy Reid too, like you know while we're on the Mike Tomlin stuff and all that, like Andy Reid, when he was asked about the cold, didn't even blink. He said, "We're not worried about that. I- I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about." I think he said something like, "I'm worried about what we're doing in practice. I'm worried about you know what we're doing between the white lines or whatever." He said, "Like it, like that's that's the type of stuff I need out of my Andy Reid
1: embraced the cold, yeah, freezing mustache and all." But that's just, that's just me. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where. Like Andy just gets it, man. Mm, yeah. Kevin, the destroyer is a 50 year uh, Dallas fan. I'm sick of all the mediocrity ready to get rid of the whole bunch coaches and players. But
0: here's my better question, start with dude. the owner, man. Here's my question. 12 in what was it? Five is not mediocrity. You just cannot for the, for the life of you get over the hump in the playoffs. I don't know what the excuse is for this performance. Yeah.
1: Like, where do you go? The iPad has breaking news Josh McDaniel to be Cowboys' new head coach. That's not true. That would be awful. Uh, Andy Reid could only go as far, so far with McNabb. He evolved once he was to KC. Reid is way better now than he was with the Eagles. I agree. Yeah. Which is why I don't like the comparison to Mike Tomlin, you know. Um, uh, but that's just me. Marcus Stuckey put those winnings into tri-day trading. Amen to that. Facts. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, Jimmy was the man. He was. Uh, Mike Tomlin will be great on TV for one or two seasons before he takes his next job. Well, oh, he's got to get fired first. Um, I don't know. You know what? I, I think it I just think it's a very interesting conversation. And I think it's I think NFL owners recognize how difficult it is to win. But I think they're scared, rich dudes who don't want to be. I, do you want to be the guy that fires Mike Tomlin? No, but I will be. I don't want to be. I want Mike Tomlin to win a Super Bowl once every five years, and I won't fire him. Yeah. Oh, but he he hasn't even been close. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to have to well, fire and him.
0: And what's so interesting to me about these billionaire owners is like, you it's not easy to become a billionaire, bro. No. Like, Do you understand how difficult it is just to become a millionaire? So so the idea that you're, you know, whatever adjective you want to use, scared, nervous, unsure, uh, certainly not definitive uh, on, you know, what what you want to do with your head coach is wild to me, because ultimately, dude, if you're if you can't win one playoff game, that's more than just a coaching issue, bro. That's a culture like not being in the right place issue.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Delaric says ever since Jerry got rid of Jimmy Cowboy's. Have not been a Super Bowl team. Well, I mean, Switzer won a Super Bowl with Jimmy's team. I don't disagree with that. That's just me. Uh, They will win after Jerry dies. Whoa, easy. I hope they win. I hope they win before Jerry dies. I mean, Cowboy fans, and I think Jerry Jones has tried and tried and tried. It's not like he's like, Jerry Jones isn't that a-hole who's like, yeah, I'm just not going to win games. His last name is not Ricketts, and he doesn't own the Cubs.
0: I do think now more than ever, though, the league, can be had if you can run the football. I I look at these games over the weekend and last night, and I'm sitting here saying, bro, if you can turn around and get four yards of carry, you're going to win. Because it, it just puts you in such a strong position to get first down that even the best defense is not stopping you.
1: Yep. Drew Dozer says, still no news on the U.S. integrity story. Which one is that? I don't know what U.S. integrity story you're talking about. Uh, Mike Tomlin would be would do better if he had a change of scenery, maybe. Kevin the Destroyer, I was sick to my stomach when Jimmy was fired right after going to a Super Bowl. Right after going to a Super Bowl. Conflict of personalities, man. Um, if the direction of the program is trending down, it's hard to uh, stay with the head coach. That's what makes it tough for the Steelers. But is it not trending down? You either win or you don't. And it's either win or you don't. Period. I just don't think
0: that's how the Steelers are looking at it. I think I honest to God, especially if they retain him for next year, how can you argue that all they want to do is keep making money?
1: Oh, they're, they're Mike Tomlin's not going to get fired. Mike McCarthy's not going to get fired. I think Nick Sirianni has got a real chance to get whacked. I think there is because that is, in my mind, a great fit for Bill Belichick. Yeah. I think it's a great fit. And right. I think it's gonna be very difficult to, to not make that change if it's available to them. If they want to, they they can make they can make that change. There's no doubt about it. Um Delaric says Cowboys will win. Jerry Jones hires a GM and don't interfere. Well, that's never gonna happen. Drew Dozer says Monty had an episode that focused on U.S. integrity, tipped off Connor Stallions and Michigan. No, we did not. We had a story. Again, here we go with Michigan fan. Always lying and changing and twisting. The story was that U.S. integrity tipped off the Big Ten about the signed ceiling scandal. I know you guys at Michigan like to change the story. But again, I just ask you, why. if, if you're innocent and this is all lies and bullshit, why hasn't Michigan said one time that you're innocent? Oh, because you're not. You're a bunch of lying, cheating thieveries. That's right. And Jim Harbaugh is going to leave you And then Drew Dozer will be here, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, hey. You know. You know. But it's fine. Mr. Downtown, NFL is passing league in regular season and running league in the playoffs. Well, I don't don't know that I can agree with that. I think if you look at did Tampa run the ball to win the game last night? I'd say they certainly did not. Um, If you look at Detroit, they don't win that game without Jared Goff. I think – I mean, you can go up and down the scoreboard you to win games in this league. Patrick Mahomes has to throw for 262 yards in terrible conditions. Um if you look at I mean you look at the scores in the playoffs this weekend, um the Texans didn't run the ball to beat the Browns. They threw it. They scored 45 points. Right now there were some defensive scores in there and CJ Stroud is why you got there. Right? Right? Um I think again if you if you If you look at the Packers, do the Packers win that game without 272 yards from from Jordan Love and three touchdowns? You don't. You don't.
0: I I, I just think that... I I agree with all that. You got to have a guy that can deliver the football. And we're about to find out with Lamar, right? Lamar's improved a lot with his throwing. But let's see what it is in the playoffs, right? But I just... I still maintain the X factor is, hey, is the threat of running the football enough to bring the linebackers up? Because if it is... That's going to open things up for your quarterback and you're going to shred that defense. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, that's going to make things a lot more difficult and your quarterback's going to have to be the guy that knows what the defense is doing and knows where the windows are.
1: Because if not, you're going to turn it over. Hey, look, Drew Dozer's a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Mm, who the hell knew? Yeah, who knew? Jeff Woodworth, I stole the signs and they opened up my eyes. I stole the signs. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. Oh, look, Boss Frog is here, Jake. Oh, hey, Boss. Boss Frog, how are you? Good to see you, dude. Yeah, thanks for going to Vegas without us. Good call. Good call. Appreciate that. He said he would have had more fun if we just stuck around. Well, if the weather hadn't turned terrible, you know. Just saying. It is what it is. Uh, real quick on the on the NBA here on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Tri Day Trading. Trydaytrading.com. You guys, it's giving Tuesday. Uh, with our good friends at trydaytrading.com today, win a $100 Amazon gift card in 15 minutes. I think we still only have four entries. Like this is easy money. Anybody that's a member, if you get the, the Triday Trading membership, the the 30-day trial membership, you're probably going to win. Yeah. Because it's 10 to one for our members. If you're a members only member, it's 25 to one. TridayTrading.com slash Monty, you make a $10 charitable donation. Sign up for their 30-day trial membership, which has no obligation at the end. Uh, we will in. I think you have about 15 more minutes. We'll give away an Amazon gift card coming up uh, right here on the Monty Show, uh, Boyd Lake. So, is there even a small chance Puka gets a sniff? Uh, I I don't think so. He could. He he could, but I think it's really the Sean McVay factor. Is Sean McVay one of the best coaches in the NFL? Yeah. I how can so. you say he's not after what he did with the Rams this year? Yeah. This was a hell of a coaching year. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. How do you how do you not give it to C.J. Stroud? Right? I mean. Oh, we're talking about rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Um, like, I think that's going to be
0: really. Yeah, I think that's a super compelling thing. I, I, I think C.J. Stroud shocked everybody. But so did Puka. I mean, there's no way to know, you know. I think the difference is, is that CJ Stroud has the ball every single play, and it, it's on him to help his team win. Whereas like Puka needs someone to deliver him the ball. Now he made those plays, he made the catches, absolutely. Yeah. But when you're talking about like rookie of the year and who's more impactful, it's hard to say CJ is not more impactful. Well,
1: and it's a quarterback league. I yeah. think we all would yeah. agree with that. It's yeah. a quarterback league. Um, but I think if you look at the the nominees. I mean, CJ Stroud or Devon Achan, CJ Stroud. Uh, B. John Robinson, CJ Stroud. Uh, Sam Laporta, CJ Stroud. I think Laporta was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, CJ Stroud. Puka Nakua.
0: I'm telling you, it's a super tight.
1: Oh, it's road really between tough. Those two. Really tough. And I think that CJ Stroud wins it because it's a quarterback league.
0: You know, and if you're a Puka guy, like if you're the guy that's advocating for Puka, your argument should be, hey, dude, he just put up all those numbers on a team that has Cooper Cup, like it has big time. Now, Cooper had some injuries. OK, but, you know, big time wide receivers. That should be your argument, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, Woodworth says, nah, Boyd Stroud's got that on lock. Uh, he broke a rookie playoff record. I know Stroud is playing well, but records uh, matter. Well, and they lost. I think you have to keep that in mind. I mean, the the Texans are undoubtedly one of the best stories in the NFL. Yeah, they're a sweetheart of the league and, this year. And the city of Houston is thirsty. And I think what the Texans have done, no matter what you think of Cal McNair, the tech, what the Texans have done, I, I mean, is nothing short of sensational. And I think you look at you look at the build in that organization and from the head coach being a fantastic hire CJ Stroud I mean just the whole program they're much better defensively they're much more sound defensively like all everything it's just a great story and i think CJ Stroud was a guy that a lot of people thought was going to struggle and he just hasn't and i think he's i think he's And maybe barely, but he is a better story than Puka Nakua. Because I think playing quarterback in this league is just so damn difficult. Mm -hmm. I think it is so difficult. Uh, Jeff Wilberth had a fabulous year, though, Boyd. Oh, Puka absolutely did. Boss Frog, oh shit, here we go. Quick getaway for the lady's birthday and cashing a ticket. Yeah, I'm just busting balls. Um, Boss also says, Kevin, Cow's game was absolutely brutal to watch. It was terrible. The the Dallas Cowboys were, oh, my God. Um, Jeff Wilbur. the city of Houston is thirsty. That's why they're called the Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> Cougars. And they should still have the Houston Oilers colors, but they don't. They don't. It, it You know. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, not in my house. Okay. Boyd Lake, Houston is over the moon with that team for sure. Been a great year for them. Texans, Lions in the Super Bowl? No, please. See, again, you're a Detroit Lions fan. You're a fanatic. Okay, it's a hell of a drug. I totally get it. The Lions are not, the Lions are a good team that's not ready yet. And you look at the other teams, like, are the Lions better than the Packers? Sure, They're better than the Packers 100%, especially if that game is in Detroit. It would be. Only you're not better than San Francisco. You're not better than San Francisco on grass. Um, you're not going to San Francisco and winning that game. You're not. And I think when you look at you, and I would not be looking to the Super Bowl because the Bucs will beat you. The Bucs are good enough to beat you. That defense is good enough to beat you. I think whoever comes out of, out of that Buffalo game has a real chance because I'm not a Ravens believer. I think they're a really rhythmic team offensively, and mm. the bye week is not what they needed. Because I look at the way that Josh Allen has gotten better and better in, in in quality here, it's because he's playing more football. They're practicing, then they're applying, then they're re, re you know, reworking, practicing, reapplying like the, getting them you, reps. You need the rhythm of the football season. And I think it's always difficult. And hey, maybe the Packers somehow go to San Francisco and Jordan Love, you know. Doesn't collapse under the moment. It, I I seriously doubt it because again, this isn't a broken ass Cowboys secondary that just didn't want to tackle. Because that's what you got in Dallas. This is a San Francisco defense that enjoys breaking bones. And they're really good and they're really deep and they're really fast. And you've got like 79 weapons on offense. Yeah. They they're just better than the Packers are. They're better than the Buccaneers are. They're better than the Lions are, right? So I think it's it's probably 49ers in, in I think it's very telling Detroit's not a seven point favorite at home. <laughs> I think that's very telling. And I'd also point out the number's 48 and a half because those are two really good defenses. And if, if it were me, I would always take the over. And at 52 points in the NFL, I'm always on the over if it's below that. I would take the Bucks to cover that six and a half. Because mm-hmm. this feels like a field goal game, especially the way Goff is playing right now. Um, the physicality that's in that running game. Um, I think in Detroit keeps this a uh, you're gonna have fewer possessions. You've got to turn Baker Mayfield over. It 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 is as simple as that. You cannot allow him to throw hail Mary's that are easy touchdown catches like he did last night. You you cannot do that. The thing that worries you is like, are you going to cover or are you going to stop the run? Cause if you're going to give up explosive plays and Detroit has got to stop giving up explosive plays. Yeah. Like I, I, I look at the, I look at the way that, that, The Rams almost won that game. It's explosive plays on the outside. Detroit's not Super Bowl ready.
0: Well, and if you're Detroit, are you not trying to get physical with Baker? That was the one thing I was really surprised about uh, in that game is it, it just seemed like Philly wasn't really prioritizing getting to Baker. That's what I would be doing because the guy is clearly playing hurt and give him credit playing his ass off hurt, but he's playing hurt.
1: And then there's, you know, you, you look at the AFC side of the bracket. I'm really concerned about Lamar Jackson on like six weeks of rest. It, I mean, when's the last time that cat played a game? It's been three weeks. I mean, think about that. Did he play the last week of the season? He did not. Did he play the wild card round? He did not. You're talking about a long protracted off period, downtime, for a guy that needs to throw the football a lot to be effective. So is he going to th- come out and because if we project forward, like where do we think the AFC Championship game is? And let's let's put the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Uh-huh. Is that the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills? Another very telling line: forty-five and a half is the number. Buffalo's minus three at home, so it's a pickup.
0: Yeah, I, it's impossible. My my concern is
1: that the Chiefs do not score at a high enough rate right now? I'm taking the Chiefs all day long. I am taking the Chiefs all day long in that game. I don't trust Josh Allen. I don't trust that defense. How do you trust the wide receivers for Kansas City? Because now we've seen it. Because now Rasheed Rice is not an accident. Mm. And I think that that Buffalo has some losses on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, how do you explain that Dawson Knox drop?
0: I that's yeah, there's no
1: explain. That's what was again,
0: again, to that end, though, right? And I and yeah, sure, the Chiefs is probably the way you should go here. How do you explain the Travis Kelsey
1: drop? Like, yeah, but Travis Kelsey is a a big game guy. Yeah, I can I I can explain it simply. The ball was very hard. He okay, it's Travis Kelsey. I can give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Dawson Knox had a first down in his hands and just straight dropped it. That's concerning. That's concerning. Now, Josh Allen was very good in that game. But if I look at, like, if you are the Kansas City Chiefs, are you telling me that Isaiah Pacheco and Rasheed Rice is an easy answer for Buffalo? I don't think that it's going to be, and I think Travis Kelsey is going to have room in the middle of the field.
0: Well, and that Kansas City defense is is very good.
1: I, I think that the way that they, when you get, six pass defenses, and you only give up a touchdown against the best offense in the NFL, it tells me that you're playing at a very high level. Yeah, And I also look at the two sacks against Tua. They don't have to get to you and sack you to win the game, but they're going to take you off your spot. And my biggest question is, if Josh Allen is under pressure, can they contain him enough because I think that big 52-yard, I think it was touchdown run that Josh had yesterday, broke their backs. You're not getting that on Kansas City's secondary. That and, and, hey, I look at Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones is playing phenomenal football for Kansas City right now. It's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, It's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. And if it's Kansas City-Baltimore, that game will be in Baltimore. Maybe, hey, maybe then you do favor Lamar and the Ravens. And that defense, it's been so very good. I
0: definitely think it's one of those things where this is the week. If they're going to lose, this is the week, right? Because they've been off. He's been off. So, hey. For the better part of a month, he's been off. Yeah. So, like, maybe that first half is just really rough for Baltimore. Maybe that's when they lose. I don't know. But I think this is why the AFC is so tough. And this is why, you know, for Miami and Tua, I'm telling you, you look at the AFC at the top and you're like, okay, can Tua beat Lamar? Can Tua beat... Uh Patty, can Tua be Josh? I like, I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Um, uh, all right. I got do we have any more submissions for tri-day trading? We do not. We do not. So the problem is I have to give this to a Michigan fan then. This is the position you guys have put me in. With three and a half minutes. Yeah. With three and a half minutes do- to go. Hey, what are we doing now?
0: Like how how are you how have you guys put us in this position? How? How? Like, can you not do better? Like, we're literally saying, hey, here's a hundred dollar Amazon gift card so that you can go and make money on top of the hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Like it's not hard
1: here. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a little surprised. You know? I'm a little I'm a little surprised. I mean, this
0: is this is pretty, pretty, you know messed up right now
1: it affects me yeah come on all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com. and i shouldn't even out it like that like i shouldn't <coughs> even out it like that right like okay go to go to uh, go to com, so i don't have to give it to a michigan fan i don't want to give it to a michigan fan Tridaytrading.com. Hard? sign up for your 30 day trial membership all you have to do is make a $10 charitable donation And if you're a member of the show, you get 10 to 1 entries. Currently, all four of the entrants are not members of the show. Not even regular commenters on the show. No. They
0: just Uh, see an opportunity, unlike those of you who are members-only content people who could easily win this. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're trying to give it to you, but you got to hold up your end of the bargain.
1: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) FridayTrading.com slash Monty sign up for a 30-day trial membership, and you're probably going to win a $100 Amazon gift card. This is
0: not difficult, my man.
1: I'll give you five more minutes till 535. Just take a
0: flyer on it, dude. (laughs) Like, take a flyer. It's not, I promise, like, again, it's what you said. There is a reason our record with folks who do try day trading is undefeated. Every single person that we've put through the program has stayed and made money on Tri-Day.
1: There's a reason. Go do it. Yeah, I don't want it, but hey, it's fine. It's fine. I don't mind giving it to the the good people at you know at, at, at that are Michigan <coughs> fans. Uh, I mean they're 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 good people. What are you saying? I don't want to give it to a Michigan fan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Science that's what I'm guy. saying. Barry wants to know if I already have a tryday account, can I still win? You can't. New signups only. Um. Let's see. Maury Alvarez, uh, Maury Alvarez is at Disneyland. Good to see you, Maury. Way to go. Um, and now everybody's like, give it to me. I have an account. Can't do it.
0: Can't do it. Sorry, dude.
1: Hello, Friday Trading, Aaron Wilson yeah, says. Yeah, dude, like, let's go. It's fine. I'll give it to the Michigan. Should I just give it to the Michigan guy? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Shooter Texas. Somehow it's actually colder in South Texas than Salt Lake City. Is it really? Oh. 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 Kurt Myers. Uh, Wolverines are people too. No, they're not. Hey, <laughs> Teddy Wayman, the tile king of Utah.
0: Wow, Dude, up? Teddy, bro, Teddy, are you not the Call of Duty expert on prize picks? Bro, can we show Teddy this real quick while he's here? Bro, Teddy, are these guys good at Call of Duty or no? Like, am I in a good place here or not really? Here's Jake's. Like, is this trash or Here's is this Jake's.
1: Good? This is Jake's prize picks. This is Friday, by the because
0: way. Because it's garbage. <laughs> Yeah, Teddy, can you review these real quick? Uh, Can I get some advice here, bro?
1: This is my Call of Duty prize picks. And it's because I'm on a heater. That's the only reason I was. uh, I'm going to do that. That's the only reason I was willing to venture my $25 flex play here. I just took the most kills and voted less. Right. So I'm hoping that Kleenex helps me out here. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if not, then I'm thinking Shotzi going to do the job. Oh, Shotzi. My guy, Shotzi. Right. You know, uh, Wasakowski. any tips for a beginner on currency trading? Go Blue signed up last week. Let's go, Wasikowski. Let's go, buddy. Um, Yeah, I, I am. I'm in the Tri-Day program. I am somebody. I'm Australian dollar versus Japanese yen. And Eric, get with your coach repeatedly. Make mistakes because they put you in simulators and they give you a balance that you can trade with and reset with every day and go make trades. Go follow the proprietary lead, the software, the leading indicators. I When I first started, everything had to be pointing up. And I get home around seven o'clock mountain time. So I'm always working the Australian dollar versus the Japanese yen. And I love it. I love it. That That's the advice I would give you. Teddy Wayman. I'm not sure on those. I don't like taking less than them but hey you never know great where were you yeah, three thanks, hours dude. ago thanks,
0: bro. where look, were you three look, hours too, ago too busy laying tile it's like you lay tile for a living or something dude or a pipe um <laughs> <laughs> yeah how's uh how's, everybody, how are the maps
1: and draper looking bud everybody says we should just give it to the michigan fan
0: okay Dude, why? Why why do what did we do,
1: bro? I don't know. What did we do to deserve this? Uh Teddy Wayman, Monty, why haven't the Bears tried to interview Bill? Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, if I knew that, I would also be DMing you the winning lottery numbers for tomorrow night. Um. Um, because it's the fucking bears, Teddy. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. We don't win games. We don't try to improve. Yeah, we're any changes. We're Taylor Swift. We're just going to look like aliens for the rest of our lives.
0: Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right that's now.
1: That's who we are.
0: We're on Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, we don't, Bill.
0: Yeah, we're focused on the Jets today.
1: Bill, uh, they just are hoping Sirianni gets fired so they can interview him and downgrade Eberflus. of my way, dude. Right? Like that's what it is. <laughs> You know, come on. I wish that they had fired the fluce and hired because there were a lot of people who thought, hey, they're going to fire Eber fluce and they're going to trade Justin Fields. They're going to hire Lincoln Riley and draft Caleb Williams. Nah, nope. And I don't think they can trade Caleb Williams. That's just my opinion. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to ride with that. And the, the biggest question I have is it's going to be really difficult to get one of the top flight offensive coordinator candidates to take that job in Chicago because they fired Luke Getsy because you're on a one-year deal.
0: Oh, you mean they're not going to trade Justin Fields? No. What yeah. did I say? Caleb Williams. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, Justin Fields. They're not going to trade Justin Fields. Yeah. They're going to trade the first round. Well, the if first you're keeping, pick in it, dude,
0: if you're keeping the Flucinator, you're not trading Justin Fields.
1: You're well, just well yeah, doing Teddy, that. even Vrabel. I would love Vrabel in Chicago. Yeah. Right, it, it it's brutal. Uh, R.J. Man says good night, boys. Sleep well. All right, I guess we're going to give it to Ronald Aubrey. Terrible. Congratulations, Ronald That's Aubrey. That's bullshit. Ronald Aubrey wins the tri day trading uh, or wins a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. DM Jake, Can Ronald just, Aubrey. Should we just end the show now? Like,
0: I, I I like is this even our show anymore? Like, we just we just rewarded a signed Steeler guy supporter. Because the homies wouldn't do what we needed them to do.
1: Don't fuck.
0: Yeah, seriously. I'm I'm the idiot. I get it. I get it. I'm the idiot now. I understand. (laughs) Ronald Aubrey. See, and you're even wearing Michigan blue today. That's what it is. I'm. Who am I, Sharon Moore? You need, bro can you start we just cry a little bit and then that'll no. kind of set the mood no. and
1: ronald aubrey dearborn michigan congratulations uh you've won a hundred dollar amazon gift card dm jake slc jake slc jake ronald won a gift card yay kurt myers way to go <coughs> ronald shoot it whoa uh sign stealer guy always wins Shooter, Texas, try day trading. I love day trading in the futures. I do too. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I promised my better half that I would buy tacos on the way home. So did you? It's Taco Tuesday. Uh, Aaron Wilson, 4-0. and Okay. Uh, cheat to win. Exactly right.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Grocock's, uh 10th burner account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, non-sports stories of the day, as always, brought to you by Bucked Up. Bucked Up! The first person to DM Jake a picture or some kind of bucked up something wins a wins a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. Better hurry up. Better hurry up. I can't just give away something to a Michigan fan and
0: <laughs> we can't end the show that way, dude. It I can't. Sturdy, it feels dirty to me. Yeah. I, I knew today would be shitty.
1: I feel like a Perkins waitress when I just give it to a <laughs> Michigan fan. I can't to Tiger. He he used his driver. All right, a hole in one or two. I, you know, it is what it is. Uh DM Jake, SLC Jake, SLC Jake. Hey, Jake, get bucked up. Exactly right. Taco Tuesday. How about taco every day? Uh, seriously, seriously.
0: Okay, now real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid and yeah, Nikola it. Jokic are about to start. So, so what do you have again on this game?
1: Here are my prize picks. Let's real quick. Prizepicks.com. Um, get to uh, Prizepicks.com. Use a promo code Monty. Let's play prize picks together. Here are my prize picks for tonight. Um, I don't have anything on this game. Uh, I have Devin Booker against Sacramento tonight, less than 39 and a half points rebounds. That assists. would be the late game. I have Caitlin Clark, uh, less than 48 and a half points rebounds and assists. And then I have Stuart Skinner uh, to make more than 22.5 and a half saves.
0: That's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, yeah I, that's solid. I bro. feel pretty good about it. Yeah, That's solid. Uh, we'll see how it all works out. So we'll keep you up to date on that. You have uh, tonight, Al. Jesus, it's like tweaked my knee right there. <laughs> see what happens when you do nice things for Michigan people. You have Joel Embiid to have one. Uh, you need him to have two dunks tonight. Yeah. Isaiah Joe to have uh, one turnover, and you need Skinner to make more than twenty-three saves. Yes. There you go. Simple as that. Dude. All right, everybody, watch Nikola Jokic. Prevent – uh and oh, already oh. took it away from him. Prevent Embiid from dunking the basketball, jock itch. Turnaround jumper on the way. No foul. Joe just won't pass it. Jump shot, brick. How about Joel Embiid refusing to pass the ball? <laughs> is Harden – is Larden not playing? It would not appear so. Oh, no. Wait, this is Philly. What? Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. Clippers. Yeah, he's a clipper now. But, no, or I meant to say Maxi. Where's Ty- I don't see Tyrese Maxi. Yeah, he's right there. there. He's right there. Where?
0: Near side. Right there. Oh, there Zero. he is. Okay.
1: Zero. Zero's our hero. I almost took Maxi tonight. By the and- way, did,
0: did anybody see good old <sighs> Steve Ballmer
1: oh, going my god, cam today? Did you guys see this from St- real quick before non sports stories? Did you guys see? <laughs> like, Look, I like Steve Ballmer and he tries to spend money. Here's the owner of the Clippers at their rollout of their of their new stadium you've got to give us the permission we'll know that you get up we know that you cheer we know how loudly well you we were cheering. if you're if you're good on those things we can give you little discounts around the shop just to, to reinforce that excellent behavior that we we want and need of our fans to make this thing rocking I mean, look our fans have a role to play with our team this isn't just for the fans to enjoy the experience if our fans do their job right, it's going to help our team play better. And that's super important to us. So I'm excited uh, about all those things and many more. If you want me to get going for half an hour, which nobody does, I'm well over my time now, uh, but I'm happy to. Bro. What the? F- I, like, again, convince me he doesn't wear that helmet all the time for his own protection, <laughs> because I think he does. That guy is the weirdest dude Ever. Joel Embiid is not going to pass one time tonight. No, why would he? Um, I'm telling you right now, that guy is the weirdest, most uncomfortable guy ever. It's it's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Uh, Damn, you should have thrown Harden for more than nine. I almost did. Damn it. I almost did. (laughs) I almost did, and I just didn't trust him. Just didn't trust him. Woodworth just got out of the bathroom are we supposed to instant message two holes a pick of what uh, of our what for twenty five dollars biscock no you d- your remnants are not going to get you twenty five dollars you need to dm jake no what you and Jake do offline is up to you to win the twenty five dollar Amazon gift card you have to dm Jake a picture of bucked up that's is that simple More who who who'd you say dm j Maury. Maury was the first one in. Yeah. It's, well, he was the first one that DM me. Did you did you already have one? I did I have two DMs, but I haven't opened them. So I I think Maury wins. Our favorite Floridian, Maury Alvarez, winning. James didn't follow the directions. He tagged me on Twitter <laughs> in one. <laughs> and then he sent me a video. And then he sent a video. What could it be? Maybe I could borrow one. And that's the bottom line. Cause no, that ain't gonna work. This is Oak State James. Can you smell what the rock? No, no, no. no that's not gonna work. I am the best there is. The best there was. And the... no, that's, that's not. not true. That's not even the Hitman Heart. I'm not thinking clearly. Woo! I'm Give me the Rick I'm Flair. I'm tired. I need energy. Look at him with the fucked up. You can hear it. Fucked up. Yay.
0: (laughs) Now, now, I will, in his defense, Uh, in his defense, last week he did not win because he did not have product.
1: He's got product now. This week he has
0: product. He's put a video together. Where he's taking a buckshot.
1: I say we give it to him. I say we absolutely give it to him. I think it is, I I think we should, we should. James, I'm going to give it to you because that's just. (laughs) And his name is John C. (laughs) All right. DM Jake. Jake will hook it up for you. Uh, Don't put your phone number on the internet this week, please. Just DM Jake Which is SLC young, Jake, just kind of weird. Yeah, SLC Jake <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram.
0: That's one of the greatest moments in the
1: program's history. Oh bro. my God! Uh, James says thank you. Um, I I I can't. Maybe we'll play it tomorrow. I promise you, we'll play it tomorrow. A good win for a good guy. Yes. There yeah, you go. See, everyone's happy about yay. it. Yeah. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Yay. Mike Smith. Ha ha. Yay. 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 Everybody's yaying, James. Yay. Way to go. Yay. All right. Let's rip Walmart for a while. Yeah. And Target. Uh, well, no, because you're... Uh, stop. See, this is what you do. <laughs> you're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> this is a guy who shops at Target every chance he gets. And I do not shop with the hyenas. I just don't. (laughs) The COVID dwellers, like, I'm not here for it. (laughs) The COVID dwellers. The coronavirus. I don't dislike Walmart on on the whole. I don't dislike Target on the whole. The issue is that when, right now, Target and Walmart are locking up underwear and socks in a cage. (laughs) Because you hyenas go in there and steal from them. Target has a policy, apparently, where if you steal up to $900, they'll let you go. They're not going to come after you. They also have, apparently, a great facial recognition software. Facial recognition. Where they track the people who steal from them, and once you pass $900, then they have you arrested. And that's the level we've come to in stores in this country. Uh, real
0: quick. I've uh, just got like three DMs that you misspelled the word thieves. So you've lost all credibility. Oh,
1: I did misspell thieves. Oh, asshole.
0: are <laughs> send that? those
1: refunds. That's an autocorrect. Freaking autocorrect. That's an autocorrect.
0: Okay, so I have to say you put Target and Walmart in a position where they have to lock up
1: underwear and socks. This is not a good look for the public, dude. I'm telling you now, this is why I don't go to Target or Walmart. I do not go to Target or Walmart for this exact reason.
0: Yeah, you know, I I it used to be that, okay, electronics, you understand it. Like, okay, an iPod, pad, phone, whatever, Mac, like, you know, Android piece of garbage, whatever. <laughs> All the tech is locked up. We get it. We get it. Like, that's got to be... but. We're, We're talking about up boxers and and socks, bro. Like, like, I understand it's not great times right now, but are we really that
1: like that tough a spot right now where we can't afford five dollar boxers? Yeah, I don't think it's an afford thing. I think it's people enjoy stealing. I don't understand it. I I am scared of a criminal record. But I don't get why I don't get why people are stealing from uh, underwear. Like we're talking about stealing, and I think it's because most people understand that Walmart and Target are not going to prosecute you for the price of a pack of underwear. Mm-hmm. I think that I, that's the only thing I can think of. It costs them too much money to do it, and they don't want the the physical danger that comes with stopping shoplifters. And I think they don't want to develop a reputation of you know, being not customer friendly. Yeah, but. This is the problem with, and and here's particularly why Target makes me crazy. Because everybody who shops at Target thinks it's special and Target's unique and it's amazing. (coughs) It's not. It's not. It's a warehouse with a bunch of shit in it. And you overpay for that. And then you're like, ooh, how cool am I? I got to overpay for a cup of Starbucks that was already overpriced. And I paid more because I went to Starbucks at Target. Here I am.
0: Did you know? That's Speaking so of Starbucks, cool. did you know, and I don't know if, if this is popular knowledge or not, or general knowledge, at Starbucks inside of Target, you can get free refills. So you got to pay for your first drink. You go back and get a free refill because you're shopping in Target and they want you to stay longer. Did you know that?
1: The better question. Not did I know that. Who? Well, how did you know that, bro? Do <laughs> I... <coughs> G-A-F. Uh-huh. And the answer's no. Why? I, I don't because it. This is where we've come to in society. Mm. Like, we're like, hey, hey man, you go ahead and count Tupperware so I can go and refill my target cup.
2: This guy's is empty.
1: Okay. I'm gonna get my caramel macchiato full of sugar, lots of calories. Look how fat my ass is while you count Tupperware. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to go to the toy section and you're going to count Hot Wheels. So I can go back and tell them, hey man, I need a double shot of Vente Mocha Latte. We were saying that. With two squirts of your sauce. Okay, thanks. That's what Target is. (laughs) And if you shop at the Target, just so you can get refills on Starbucks, there are counselors who will help you stop doing that. It just called experts. It irks the hell out of me. Oh man, because it's all like Starbucks is already that thing where you're like, "Hey man, can I get a triple venti mate loco double shot of jizzwack?" And then can you also give me a puppuccino, also with a double venti mocha ice chai latte, warm, please, thanks. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? And by the way, here's my ta- here's my um or excuse me, my uh my Starbucks black card. Uh- <laughs> Here it is, right here. And can you scan my phone, too? That way, Sally over there thinks I'm cooler. All right, thanks. Oh, wait, wait. Before you ring me out, also, I I need to get some of these collector's edition only that say Degenerate Thief Shop here at, at Starbucks and Target when we steal underwear. And the ones with the white chonies on them, can I get a couple of those? That's that's who you you are are. hating, bro. That's who you are. You are are hating. And then you're like, oh, hey, you know what? Wait, put those gift cards away. I'm actually going to get this cold press so people think I'm cooler. You know, how much are these? Twenty seven. You bought it. Is that a felony if I steal it? Because I know you those old fucks (coughs) up at the door. They're not going to try and stop me. So if I steal this cold press pot, are you guys coming for that ass or can I just walk out with it? OK, cool, because Sally over there at my hula class, we were we were walking down by the river walk and she was telling me how cool or cold press is. I got to have one. <laughs> but I need the holiday cup. You know, isn't it always pumpkin spice season at Starbucks? OK, I feel better. OK, <clears throat> uh, on a side note. No, oh God.
0: Remember last week how you forced
1: me to call a certain individual? Don't tell me he texted you. He did. God damn it. Why do you think I didn't call him from my phone? He texted me. And he goes,
0: Sorry, Jake. X hasn't verified my account yet. My email is this. Thank you.
1: No. He broke up with you over text message? See, this is why I don't text people.
0: This is why this. okay, you dialed the number. Why didn't you go star six seven on them?
1: <laughs> because this is what you deserve for, st- <laughs> for shopping at Target. Bro. This is what you deserve. Dude, come on, dude. I'm not one of those hyenas. Me. <laughs>
0: like what the fuck does like, one come thing on, have dude. to do with the other?
1: How many times have you been to Starbucks inside of Target? Uh multiple. No. Uh, uh, no. Never? i don't know okay no how did you know that about that free drink then uh, i saw it on instagram okay I think it is all right i'm a bad person i i thought for sure that you had turned into that person no oh. uh let's see i tried to send it by direct message it won't let me hey man get your account verified <laughs> suck my dude
0: chill bro he's
1: trying <laughs> You know, uh, Jake, break up with him via text. It's what you do best. Teddy Wayman, Starbucks sucks. Thank you. Teddy, are you a coffee guy? Like, are no. in the comments he section. He's a guys... cigarette and Budweiser guy. Yeah, I know, but like. Teddy, it's... you better not be a coffee yeah, guy.
0: Yeah, like, are you a coffee guy? Like, you seem like a hardcore coffee guy. Like, you're not a Starbucks no, guy. No, Teddy's, like... that,
1: Teddy's that guy that drinks rain energy drinks. <laughs> That's who Teddy is. That's who you're going. That's home who with. you're going home with. What are you, us? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> drinks Rain Energy drinks. Everybody no, Teddy drinks
0: seems vodka. like uh, because you know Teddy's got the beard and everything. So in order to keep that that shtick happening, you're you're a black. He iced shaved his beard. Guy.
1: He doesn't have a beard. Yeah, anymore. but
0: it's been so long since he shaved it. I'm assuming he grew it back. Okay. No. Did you? <laughs> He's a Rain Energy. <laughs>
1: Come on that's a great poll <laughs> that's a great poll uh mr downtown i'm not a coffee guy i'm a bucked up energy kind of guy damn right that's right see see damn right thank you am i wrong for hating on coffee order people
0: no i think there's definitely a kind of a toxic culture with starbucks teddy wayman play the sad music
1: of the funeral oh, music. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Teddy Wayman, I drink coffee if I'm the one that makes it. It's gotta be dark as hell. I'm Teddy Wayman. I like it dark as hell.
0: (laughs) Stay home. Teddy, you should have just said that. Uh, if if that's the mentality in Draper, like, come on. uh, Come on, dude. Oh, I miss you, Teddy. Dude. I like it dark as hell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the dark drinking my rain energy. What are you, Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Rain energy drink, (laughs)
2: ayahuasca flavor. Oh,
1: and Teddy, where were you yesterday when I was trying to defend? Right now,
2: oh my god, oh
1: no, he's not Brandon. Teddy is a white claw guy from from, (laughs) Draper. Yeah, I've
2: been immunized.
1: (laughs) Ready?
0: Teddy, you got to defend your honor now, bro.
1: Teddy's like, this is why I don't come on the show. Dude, you, step into the, you
0: step into the comment section, you know.
1: Y'all want to play. He said, I have my beard back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so what you're saying is tile is not the only thing you've been laying recently. Yeah, tile's not the only thing I'm
1: filling that grout with. Oh, my God. Just like <laughs> that. Oh. What? Oh, Ron Nolan, Teddy's right. Black as hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, bro, I don't drink that light shiz. Hell no, man. Uh-uh. Uh, king uh, Kurt Myers, did the Tile King ever get his ribeye? No, and that's not my fault. <laughs> It is not my fault. Dark beer or whiskey. Exactly right. Exactly right. Anyway, enough ripping on coffee. I just. No, I agree. Coffee culture can be a little, a
0: little, you know,
1: toxic. I get that cold press, bro? (laughs) Because coffee ground guy, coffee ground guy in the cold press is like dip cup guy, (laughs) right? Like he's a cold press coffee ground guy. Tell the guy that you used to work with at at the Yelpatory,
0: his desk every day covered in coffee.
1: And he's dead, so I can talk this story now. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. This fucking guy. He is the guy he used, you know, those misters that fill up the air with, with good karma, bro. So two desks down, I had this this the late Connor Hanson. Yeah. Rest his soul. Uh, He he used to bring in a diffuser that would fill the air with good karma. Next to him was this degenerate cat whose name I don't remember now. And he would have coffee in one cup and coffee grounds in another cup. And he would spill the coffee and knock over the coffee ground cup, trying to not knock over the coffee cup. It's a perfectly calibrated recipe for maximum personal achievement. All over the place. (laughs) And so what did it always smell like? old ass coffee grounds and it's like bro because it's garbage what are you doing and it's it's it, you're that if you're the cold pressed coffee guy you are the you're the dip cup guy and I
0: remember you telling me one day when we used to work there you oh. were like because because at those times and the company's changed a little bit it's a little different now but at those times you used to get a, a the reward of getting a uh a cordless headset yes to to talk on the phone with so that would allow you to walk around your area while yes. you were on the phone yes. because once you're good enough at the process and selling you can you can just walk around and you know where you are what you know you know how to do everything. So I remember the day you were like, "Bro, I have graduated to cordless, which means I don't have to smell that god awful
1: coffee oh, it's anymore." That's terrible. <laughs> and just and <laughs> the worst part is, much like Dip Cup guy, he would never clean it up. Like there would just always be coffee stains on his desk. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And he always, he was this guy, and I can't remember his name. I know what his name is. What is it? Gio. Gio. Oh, Gio. Yeah. Would always have paper on his desk that was coffee stained. And he would always have <clears> like two, <throat> those white styrofoam, because at Yelp, you never paid for food or coffee or drink or anything. So we always had like two, three, four of those white styrofoam cups stacked up. Yeah. To the point where at the bottom of the cup, it ran through the styrofoam overnight one night. Like, bro, I, I just, I hate I cold press coffee guy. You should, it should be, it should be 007 style where I get to strap you naked to a wood slatted chair and just go ham on just leather streaking. So don't even think about messing no! with me. You want that cold press? I'm uh, a fucking unit. Right? Like I cold press coffee guy's an asshole. Okay, I feel better. Shout out to mo Mobamba. I feel better. uh Growcock's fake account number 10. If my wife ever wants to move to Draper, I'll have to veto. Bro, truth. Yeah. Teddy's coming for that ass, quite literally. Breaking news Oregon will Stein has apparently taken a head coaching job at Cal, maybe newly opened Santa. Okay.
0: Yeah! Wow, dude, bro, that's cool! Wow, you know, guys, you know, guys,
1: guys, 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 Okay, let's see if Joel has a dunk yet before we get out of here. All right, yeah. Before a couple, you can, oh, let's see. Where's Joel? Um, nothing nastier than Dip Cup guy though. Terrible. Joel doesn't have a dunk yet. No, because you're gonna. It's Prize Picks. You never win. Yeah, it's true. You, you take these. You guys, it's three picks on Prize Picks. Just do three picks flex play I, and that's what i did that's it yeah but you do oh joe allen b to have two dunks but he should no he should not against Jokic. not yeah, against jock get
0: it done without Jokic on the floor you want to bet yeah what do you want to bet
1: uh my prize picks money cause... teddy teddy wayman's ribeye
0: Nah. okay we ain't never given daddy that ribeye because he's too busy bro he didn't want to hang out with
1: us mike smith says sweaty balls correct Gio sounds like a fake name. Oh, no.
0: No, it's a real name. His dude. name's
1: Giovanni. He is a great dude. Yeah. Great dude. Mr. Downtown. Teddy is the kind of guy that would shotgun O'Doul's and was was it down with Capri. No, he was down with Capri Sun because the the MILFs and Draper have Capri Sun everywhere. <laughs> uh, Mike Smith, I cut down to a goatee every uh, few years, but you never go for the full beard shave. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, Draper, home of the Soakers, anonymous. Kurt Meyer says could be. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Teddy's ribeye. Uh, leave Draper moms alone if their husbands follow the Monty Show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Maury Alvarez. I will take Teddy's ribeye. Johnny Gonzalez. Capri sun for your capri pants, dude. Jake is the Jake is the kind of guy that would wear capri pants. Uh, they're called joggers. Joggers. I agree. I I totally agree. Okay,
0: here we go. Jock itch is off the floor. Joel's got one possession. Does with he get it? 23
1: dunk? seconds left. He's Does not he getting get a dunk. dunk. No, because he's that type of dude that'll shoot a three instead of getting a dunk. What do you want to bet? Give it up. Come on. Oh, Pull up jumper. Swish culture. Down. Yeah. Pull up jumper with the swish culture. Yeah. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, there you go. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at TheAdvocates. Advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you missed our announcement yesterday, Salt Lake Focus Sports Talk coming back to The Monty Show on February 5th, 9 a.m., sort of 11 or noon. February 5th, 9 a.m., The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, TheAdvocates.com. I'll say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.